Some of us R. Kelly, listen to R. Kelly. Kelly. I ain't never stopped listening to R. Kelly. I didn't even pause or slow down. Listen. I remember, but I did. But I'm going back because it seemed like it's everything fine again. I think um, P. Shit about to be dead. That's why. I was like, everything's going to go back to being fine. What a mighty guy we serve. In, t- in 10 years, we're going to be like, R. Kelly deserve to get out. <laughs> I don't even think it'll be that long. I want Bill Cosby out tomorrow. It's, it's, it's going to be, I think they going to have the best string of hits, nigga. <laughs> ever gets out. Get, out, get out of jail, R. Kelly, boy. <laughs> you thought I believe I could fly with Your gospel <laughs> album is a multi-time. <laughs> you got a whole testament. chef and as always when listening to our podcast be sure to send us a like a love a post uh, uh, just letting us know that you're listening to us uh this is episode 122 gentlemen your voice sounds real sultry today i'll let you know that when you first started off oh, don't talk about <laughs> with the white voice what up Five thousand north side florida it's your boy j joe you can get like four things right on so um so we didn't pie last week because of the holidays um, for Christmas and whatnot. So um, how's everybody doing? How's everyone's uh, How's everyone's Christmas? Uh, usually, usually you single somebody out, but they ain't direct direct. <laughs> it's a free for all. Uh, Christmas was cool, man. Like it's always good to just have downtime. Uh, we didn't have like the major gathering this year of course but it's still just um, kind of good to be at home spending some time with family uh like my aunts and my grandma stopped by and that was cool so uh just chilling downtime for a couple of days because i'm actually working this week in between christmas and new year so i enjoyed the time to get back to time i don't wake up right now yeah, how about you jj uh, mine was a shit show. Um, so the Sunday before uh, Christmas, my sister called and was like, my father had a fever, going to take him to the hospital. Uh, so her, my mom, my dad, they all went to the hospital. Later on that evening, my sister called and said, my father tested positive for COVID. So at that point, my sister was like, my mom was kind of like, you know, oh Lord Jesus, I ain't never gonna see him again. Blah blah blah. Um, cause my, it's cause my father's high risk, high blood pressure. He had a stroke, like my freshman year in college. Um, some breathing issues, just, just, just bad, bad. So you know, at that point, I kind of braced myself for the worst. Like, all right, um, you know, just gotta pray. But you know, shit, 
shit didn't seem sweet at all. Um, so the next day, my sister, and my mom had to get tested. Uh, my mom wasn't even wasn't showing any symptoms at that time, but she was coughing a little bit that day, and she thought it was a blood pressure medicine. Uh, so she they got a test on Monday. Tuesday came back. Uh, she was positive, so uh, she was at home. Uh, my sisters came back negative, but she hadn't been around. Ooh, she only been around them for like three days. Uh, so it came back negative, but I was still like, yeah, you probably need to quarantine anyway. So at that point, it was like, well, shit, you know, uh, <laughs> I guess my trip to Nashville isn't going to happen. So I ended up staying in um, New Orleans and made myself a pot roast and ended up going over uh, my homegirl's house and her dude or whatever. And they cooked a little something. So it all ended up cool. Um as far as my parents, um, my dad's doing well now. At one point, he was on oxygen and had pneumonia, but the pneumonia's gone. He's off oxygen um, in a regular room. Uh, my mom, she's doing well. Just a little weak um, from coughing and not eating because she didn't have an appetite. Um, and my sister found out, uh, well, she tested positive for COVID. She got her test back. She had to test again, and now she's tested positive so for everybody out there man if you've only been around if you've been around somebody with covid uh just go ahead and quarantine yourself because if you take a test too early it's going to come up negative um and after six days it came back positive but besides that man shit you know cool 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 you know what i'm saying uh right um so i'll put a post on instagram and it wasn't, and I, and I put it in a post like this, not like a sympathy post. Like I didn't, I didn't post it so people be like, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear about your, you know, parents." Blah blah blah. I still feel like people just need to share their COVID stories so people yeah. respect it and know that it's real. So, um, you know, I felt like uh, I'd be a hypocrite if it happened to me and I didn't share it. So uh, that's what I did. But I, but I do appreciate everybody who uh, hit me up with kind words and prayers. So. I appreciate y'all. Good to hear everything worked out, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> how about you, Wood? How was your, um, your holiday? It's cool. You know, like I said, don't nothing really change on me but the draws. You know, trying to get a PS5, not working, you know, getting through the holidays. I did have an interesting conversation. Um, it's kind of a, a running joke on the show about where does the nut go. But mm-hmm. I kind of accidentally fell into a conversation during the Christmas time. We we all in the mixed friends amongst company and stuff like that. And we were, there was a discussion amongst the women folk, and they were literally discussing where does the nut go. Mm. And they were like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I didn't nigga be nothing, you know, he like nut be coming out like the day later and all of this type of shit. And I'm like, damn, like they're really having like a a barbershop conversation about this. And they both they all had consensus on you know places where the nut might go and i'm like damn this isn't really just a joke this is serious business like where where does the nut go you know what i'm saying what is the the most desired places for nut to go you know what i'm saying so in addition to the t-shirts man we probably need to have a conversation about that it was really introduced really interesting talk you know what I'm saying? amongst the amongst the women folk the dings broke right now uh, amongst the women folks on uh on how that works what was their consensus though I mean, not, from, their, from their conversation. I mean, I was appalled. I mean, they said not in them. You know, I was like, I was kind of. They don't, they don't uh, shock me. I was, but why? I mean, it seemed near <laughs> that way. They, they, they don't want it there because um, it fucks up their pH. I think we talked about that. Yeah, we were talking about the pH. That was being thrown So, what? all right. So, 
The funny thing is, it's not a swimming pool, right? Like sperm. It's not a swimming pool. They're not going to pee people swimming in. They're not going to pee people. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> They're not no. going to be pee. I'm about to download. You know how this works, son. So, <laughs> so, so, from a pH standpoint, right? Is it like blood pressure? Like you can be within a certain range, but just don't go above this and below this. Or is there like, is it like a credit score where everybody wants an 820? Like, how does the pH work? You want your shit balanced because I believe if um, if it's out of balance, that's how you get like yeast UTIs and UTIs and shit. Yeah. So is that a big range or is that a small range? Like, how hard is it to stay? Yeah, I think the- it's pretty easy to get out of out of balance. Yeah, because like, like certain perfumes and soaps or cream, like much. I mean, yeah, it doesn't take much. Like I think diet impacts the shit as well. So I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned on how the penis, which is essentially built to go into the vagina, mm-hmm. and semen is essentially engineered to go into the vagina of the uterus, into the into the whatever the fuck it is, into the, uh, the cervix, and get somebody pregnant, uterus, cervix, whatever, and get somebody pregnant. That's what it's designed to do. Why does that fuck yeah. up a pH? Like I don't. But that's the funny part about it. The way that our bodies are designed, it's almost um, like the pussy is designed to like kill sperm cells. Like it, like it, the sperm cells that make it are the ones who just like by God's grace, you know what I'm saying? Vagina, like, cervix, uterus. There we go. Yeah, they block themselves uh, to be acidic. I was and kicking shit, my ass for motherfuckers and killing them. So I mean, it's really not meant to be. And then the fact that you, if you nut them too many times. The pussy gonna get sick is like you know. But what, what was it for? But how is that? It feels better that way too. That's the sad part. I don't know, man. I I don't buy it, man. Y'all, all this stuff, that, all this stuff, all this stuff that that people put into the vagina that never historically has gone into the vagina, but it's the penis that was engineered to go in the vagina that's fucking up pHs. I don't I don't buy it, man. It's not the penis. It's the it's uh, ejaculate. Yeah, uh, but ejaculate. But ejaculate's been going into vaginas for a long time, you know. So, I mean, I don't think it's like indeed I don't one shot, one kill, but it can't impact it. So, is it our diet that's fucking this shit up? It, it might. No, be. when you so when you were talking about uh, when you asked the question about the pH balance being thrown off, and I mentioned diet, I was saying like the woman's diet. But I mean, I guess it could be the man's diet too, which would contribute to whatever's in the ejaculate. <clears throat> But I mean, I'm not a doctor, and I didn't stay at Holiday Inn last night. Maybe I don't. Either, so. I don't buy. We need. I'll, we need a gynecologist on the show. I'd almost think, but to to the point of diet, though, like niggas didn't eat the same shit when we was cavemen. Maybe we 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 gone so far off the reservation, our sperms become more and more potent, and against the the better judgment of the pussy and and, and baby making. You think it's the brown liquor? Could be. Definitely brown, brown gravy. Uh, pork had something to do with it. <laughs> Definitely pork. <laughs> Ribs weren't meant to be eaten by us. I don't, I, I, I don't think it's the ribs, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna claim that. I uh, love ribs. I didn't Yeah, like y'all, y- y'all do pork so fucking dirty. You know, what I'm saying all the fucking time for no fucking reason, just because y'all read that shit in a motherfucking in a what do you call them little mini bibles? What the hell? <laughs> right, the what? journal, like medicine, <laughs> like what? You, I don't, what do you, I don't know. What do you call them little mini bibles that they hand out? That just be psalms. You talking the New Testament? No, nah. that's what it be. No, nah, you don't know. Don't know. Don't many ones. Like it don't. It don't even be oh, the, all the, uh, uh, the, the, the daily breads from the devotionals. No, nah, it's not even the daily bread. It's actually binded like not like daily bread, which is like that's two staples. The New Testament. Like they made like a little it's baby either, Bible. It's either the New Testament or Song Proverbs. They're the two little binded. Baby okay, Bible. yeah, that's what it was. I know that. 
Now, y'all realize we got like a whole year to review, and we've been talking about about sperm cervix. I'm sorry, yeah. it was my bad. It was, it needed to be talked about because this. They seem disgusted about semen in the vagina. And I was like, that's where it's supposed to be, though. Were they single women? I was about to say, were they really disgusted? Or you think they were just putting on for the purpose? Putting on the head? There was, there was nobody to put on for but themselves. Like like me, I was just a fly on the wall. I mean, we're here, nobody. Put on for themselves. But all bullshit aside, when's the last time you heard heard, heard, heard your, oh, your old lady say nothing to me? What? Well, I, <laughs> like, I, I heard you, but I hear you. When was the last time you were told. During coitus, nothing. It probably hasn't happened. I don't. I don't. I don't understand the question or how it relates. I don't, I don't so. Either. You know, yeah. Well, what are you trying to get? To? <laughs> no, I said okay. I, I know I'm not that. But no, you, I'm somebody might not tell you that for a host of reasons. Like they might not be trying to have a kid or something. But, like but, that's what I'm trying to figure out what, what you get it to. By the time, by the time you married, you know what you like. What she said, nothing me before you got married, or like she was like, well, I'm not trying to get all of your personal life. Oh, I'd be specifically do it or don't do it. So I don't. So I. I don't know. So I don't really color by numbers that way. So oh. there's no. There's no like. There's no confirmation or validation or verbal verbal command on where to do this. Like it just goes oh. where it's been going. It just goes where it goes. Okay. And Wood Wood has neutered himself. Remember that too. Yes. That's true. That yes. happened in. Uh, we need to add that to the list of items. Wasn't that this year? Was it? Was it this year? No, it wasn't this year. I'm tripping. It was last year. I'm fucking up shit. I don't know how long this year really was. Yeah. Um, Four years. But, like, that's in me? All right. So, you you default to no unless you get the request to? Yeah, I default to no. Okay. All right. One time, I'm like, I'm high and, like, I'm not moving. We're going to make it's going to happen. Anyway. So, y'all so y'all, are, y'all are over there fully loaded, huh? Yeah, like, like no, no birth control, no nothing. Just... No, nah, I, I think that's not good, not healthy for women. So mess up the never, pH. No, it messes up everything else. <laughs> so I got a person like <laughs> you say it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but what about but what about you though? Like you said, oh no, no birth control. You know the shit you can do to. to no, uh, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna do it eventually. I mean, what gave? No, I'm, uh, condoms. Condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot. My bad. I forgot who I was talking to. I don't do that. No, nigga. Right. My bad. I forgot. So Wait, that's no. why the, the nut and me thing. All right. I understand now. Oh, because, Ooh. yeah, you know, you don't come. Never. Never. Yeah, I got you. All right. Anyway. So my Christmas was good, guys. Um. Oh, yeah. At the house. <laughs> at the house. I ain't got much to say about it. Everybody was happy, so that was, that's all that mattered, but. Um, I made I cooked the best meal I've ever cooked in my life, um, and I I was so proud of myself. I've never been so proud. I, I, I saw can can I like, talk about a bit? Go on. I want to talk about it for sure. Hey. I made some. I grilled some lamb chops. Um, had some made some uh some lobster just, macaroni. Hold up, before let's not just you know skim over the lamb chops. Uh, did you cook them individually, or was it was it a rack of lamb that you eventually sliced? No, they were, oh man, no, nah, I'm not that fly. Okay. It was individual lamb chops, little baby T-bone looking jumps, and I um I grilled them shits. They were delicious, perfectly pink in the center. Um, Medium? Yeah, nice medium pork, okay. um, nice medium chop rather. I made some uh, lobster macaroni and cheese with a rich uh, bechamel, bechamel made from um, smoked gouda. That shit was magnificent. 
Um, like four things that I can't afford uh, so far. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, Lamb, Gouda, and right. Like, I just got on right. No, not not Gouda. Smoked Gouda. <laughs> right. It's like a lobster. Nigga just found out about Reggie Gouda, and now he don't right. smoke Gouda. Do Roger Wood sell smoked Gouda? Or that's <laughs> but when we talk about smoked Gouda, uh, some somebody said on Facebook like nigga smoked paprika is the most obnoxious. Uh, fucking seasoning. Like we, <laughs> niggas. Like we get it. You're here, nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the point of smoke paprika either. Though. Hey, dog. It, uh, hey, boy. We making your, your there's secret, a, your secret green recipe, boy. There's a, there's a purpose to it. Okay. But go ahead. But go ahead. So we we went to lobster mac. All right. So let me ask you this: Where did you get your lobster meat from? Publix. You. So you just got it. The tail and I just got tails. Does it yeah. come shelled or unshelled? It was shelled. Okay. I had to cook it out the shell. Right. Is this because we talked about Del Frisco's last week or something? Like, this is a very Del Frisco's meal that you made here. I would think so, because someone, um, one of our listeners said, you met, you you having a drug dealer dinner, and I was like, it's drug dealer dinner as fuck. That's all I was going for. It I was is. going for fancy steakhouse vibes. It's crazy uh, how when you go to fancy restaurants you don't get extravagant meals like you go to fancy restaurants to get the easiest shit to cook ever N- not shitting on your meal but like you get a you get a steak or you get a lobster like why do you need a five-star chef to and mashed potatoes there, so right why do you, why did you need a five-star chef to make that for you because <laughs> that's what they offer that's the fuck the thing that's why you have to get the lobster mac because that's like the fanciest side and you'd be like man i ain't about to shortchange myself i mean it's macaroni and cheese but it's still got lobster in it Right. Like I don't need right, Gordon Ramsay to cook me a steak, but yeah. On the on the side note though, there's no more rewarding feeling than you're going for like a certain look or a certain vibe and then like a random person calls that shit out. Like uh I was going to my boy wedding one time and like it was on the beach. So I had my fit or whatever, so we come out the elevator at the hotel, like headed to the beach and uh this white dude he was like Hey man, you like you just got off a yacht somewhere? I say that's the exact like. <laughs> <laughs> that's the look I was going for. Yes, nailed it. I had on like a little Sears soccer blazer, like a little linen shirt or something. I forget what I had on exactly, but that was like that was the exact look I was going for. Nailed and Cuz had no way of knowing that because I didn't know him. So, no, you right though. It's always when, a win. When you going for the shit and it happens, yeah. And then I had some um, roasted Brussels sprouts with pancetta. Um, Mashed potatoes. Yeah, you and you made mashed potatoes? I made the mashed potatoes. They had all the fancy accoutrements. Do you have a garlic press? No. I do use, use like garlic. Wood. Do, do I have a garlic, garlic press? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I got to my game up, nigga. Hey, boy. <laughs> you, roast, you roast that garlic in that, mm. that olive oil, and then nigga put it through that garlic press for the mashed potatoes, nigga. Yep. Step, so, step so up. It, so, what does that do? It just crushes the garlic that you roasted? Well, the garlic will come out already. Minced. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, just, no, I didn't mince it on. You can't. You're, how you mince it on your own? I, I cut it. <laughs> cut it with a, right, uh, with a fucking knife. That, that ain't minced. That's still chopped. And I don't care what type of knife skills you think you got, you ain't minced no garlic by hand. I seen somebody try to mince garlic with a serrated knife one time. Oh, and that's like bread right. Like, like, trying to like cut Godfather slicing that shit thin as well. Everybody everybody we gonna step up our uh knife games. And, I'm getting uh, a garlic press twenty twenty one. Hey man, garlic press makes your life easier, man. 
didn't know that was a thing until y'all said it. And the little and the little rubber thing. There's a little rubber sleeve that you can get to. Do you have one of those? It looks almost like a uh, uh, like a faffing device. What is it? Uh, what's the uh, what's the jail term for it? The the beat off thing. Fifi. It looks almost like a fifi, but it's all rubber. And so you put the garlic in. You know how it's got that little skin on it. Yeah. You put the whole bulb in it, and the little rubber thing. You roll it like a fruit roll up on the table. And it takes all the skin off the garlic, so you don't have to like sit there oh, with your fingernails shit. and take that, that shit off. What's that shit called, nigga? I need that. Probably a garlic sleeve or something. I'd Google that. I need a garlic garlic <laughs> I need a well, garlic let me, tell you, let me tell you, but for all the fellas listening, right? Like, like if you're gonna like put some garlic, let's say you cook it for your old lady, ain't nothing better than putting the fucking uh, garlic on the fucking uh, on the fucking cutting board, and then you turn your knife sideways, and then you slap the knife to like, you know, what I'm I saying, try, crush try it. Oh, nigga, that shit. Women, hey, women appreciate that. Oh, this nigga about to cook, girl. Right. Oh, you gotta do your garlic like She's that. She's gonna slap the knife. We've talked. We got a whole year to talk about. We talked about sperm and garlic as of right now. <laughs> Ain't garlic good for the sperm, though? I think it's good for the sperm count. Something. Is it? You take I know walnuts are, but we are. Never mind. I know <laughs> we're, about, we're about to go. We're about to go another tangent. Right, right. Uh, we'll just save that for the next year. Have I talked? Have I talked on the podcast when I got my prostate? Yeah. Okay. I'm saying I know I told y'all I didn't know. No, did you tell us about you about to tell us about the prostate check or you or you just telling people that you got your prostate check? The whole. Oh, you told us about the prostate check. I I think I told y'all about it. I don't know if I told the people, but the people will let me know so we can move on. Do for men's week in 2021. Men's week. All right. Men's week at the church. We got a men's choir. I'm saying you will know. Men's usher. Yeah. And we will know and there's a train coming. <laughs> <laughs> my, my church is out. Never mind. Let me tell you. I hate the hated church, right? <laughs> Fucking men's. Men, what a men's Sunday. Men's Sunday was always trash. With the men's choir. And I hate when they have the fucking fucking church step team. Whatever. If I go to your church, they got a step team. I'm going to boo. J E S U S like no nigga. No. I, I, I ain't coming for that. That's how I feel about liturgical dance. But uh, yeah, do I ain't coming for that. Do people, do people pledge? Do people pledge for a church step team, or you just sign they, up and go? They need to. They need to. <laughs> they, they don't hate them. So That's what you're missing from it. Your tail needs some wood. <laughs> <laughs> I do fuck with liturgical dancing though. Liturgical dancing be a vibe, especially when they sexy. It's not, it's not cool when it's the old ladies. Nah, liturgical. Da- First off, there's no time limit on liturgical dance. Like I've been, I've seen the liturgical dance where the music stops, but the dance is still going. And it's like no, 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 no. And then like you might have, a, you might, you might have a, the, the regular dancers come in, but then they want to surprise you and bring the kids in halfway through. I ain't got time for that, man. I ain't coming for that. I... Listen, ain't nothing worse than big booty liturgical dance. But y'all know, like, church, church lady booty is, like, in the dictionary. Like, that's a thing. Like, <laughs> church lady booty is a vibe, though, because what happens is you get that church erection and, you know, you go and go. Oh. Oh. I'm happy you're a real nigga being with be a real nigga with me. And, uh, the tangent. I didn't say it wasn't a thing. I'm just saying like we was like on a whole other topic. The know? tangent was worth it, man. It brought us all the way <laughs> to church erections. Hey, boy. Hey, if I, I would have said in the uh, 
in the church step team. Hey man, your alpha and your omega need some wood. <laughs> Niggas would have got it. But, all right, yes, never mind. It's a church joke. Never mind. The speech in the church. Speaking of church erections. <laughs> speaking of church erections, what a year. What an awkward, terrible year. It was the worst of times. It was the worst of times. But 2020 is coming to a close. So um, we're going to do a year in review, just kind of discussing uh, most of the shit that happened. Um, and we're just going to, you know, we don't have to necessarily go go through it at length, but we're going to go through this shit. So uh, I want to start in January, obviously, because it's the first month. But um, interesting shit. So Donald Trump was... Uh, impeachment in december like mid-december in 2019 so nicholas stewing about that and then all of a sudden uh trump killed one of um the leaders of the iran um what, what was it like the defense minister or some shit like he was like a big general yeah he was something big he was something important but he killed that nigga and he, then he had the worst like um post like murder uh press conference talking about like he did like that nigga did and everybody was like all right so we thought we were going to war with Iran. Well, hold on, hold on. Not, not before. Before you just skim over that, um, they did the. Um, I know I saw what they did, like the side by side of when like Obama's like we killed. Uh, Obama's like we killed us or something. Or some or some Obama killed Osama. Mm-hmm. Now you look for the ding. You couldn't find the ding the whole goddamn time. Now you look. Oh, you motherfucker! How <laughs> about the ding, bro? I fixed it. Produ- um, producer got it squared away. I'm like, uh, like Obama. <laughs> Obama, when he pimped up to the fucking podium, was like, like, you know, uh, at three o'clock in the <laughs> in the cold <laughs> right. Atlantic morning or whatever the fuck he said, nigga, oh, that, that nigga was like pulling right, like there I was. Things came <laughs> two swift bullets to the fucking forehead, and we got him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Fucking Trump, old goofy ass nigga, like that shit was like he died like a dog, right? Like, what boy? Side by shit side, was disrespectful, right? And all right. so the most important part about that was, and this is the part that we did talk about in the podcast, was we thought we were going to World War Three, which was very possible. We definitely did. Because he was like, we'll turn the entire desert into glass. And niggas was like, hmm. Hey, man. Escalated kind of quickly, don't you think? Skipped a couple steps. Like, that's what niggas was really worried about. Definitely thought we were about to go to World War Three. definitely thought we were about to go to war. <laughs> No. Yeah, man. That yeah. was fucked I up, def- right? I definitely thought he was about to do that shit. And that's the thing about him. Like, he talks so fucking greasy, just like a nigga that's sitting on the stoop drinking a beer or something. Like, you can't say that shit when you're the president. Like, we'll blow these motherfuckers <laughs> off the map. You can't say that shit when you're the president of the United States. And he always be talking that greasy shit. And he went over there and bombed, uh, whatever the fuck, some shit that the bombs didn't do shit or whatever. But right. he was like, man. Oh, man. Yeah. He was definitely. Christ. He didn't need, as I always say, he about to air this bitch out. But the the good thing about it is, fortunately for us <laughs> and the rest of the world is, people, I think, recognize him as a clown early on, so they don't really take that shit at face value. Like, oh, he, that's just Trump being Trump. Thankfully. You know what I'm saying? But, like, your fucking uh, Saddam Hussein's and Fidel Castro's and shit in the world, they probably would have put his ass in yep. the test. You know what I'm saying? Like, he kind of came along at a sweet time when most of the real gangsters was already gone. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like Saddam Hussein definitely would have wanted to see about that shit. <laughs> right. Oh, but oh, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> what a nigga be like, nigga, I whoop everybody ass in here, and the nigga be like, who? Right. <laughs> Did you want whoop me? So sidebar. Can't nobody in here whoop me. That shit. Uh, sidebar. That shit happened. Uh, I was at my homeboy house. This shit was several months ago. And his brother <laughs> came by, and, and like. 
I was like talking to something like, when am I even paying on? And this nigga's like, yeah, I'm the rawest nigga in Madden like that ever lived or something. And I had played Madden in probably like three or four years, but I was like, you can't just say that shit in front of me. And so I beat him right. in the first game. Then we played again, and he beat me. And then he beat me the second time. But that shit didn't matter because I beat him the first time just to put that shit on his mind. Like, you're not the rawest nigga. <laughs> right. Certain shit you just can't say in front of right. niggas. Like, you don't know who who. Right. Right. Like, as, as they say in Florida, nigga, niggas out here selling that. Selling that. <laughs> you got to be you gotta be careful. What room you in, you out here selling that. You know. They be like, look, nigga, I, I make a big bank, take little bank, nigga. And the nigga come through with the big bank. Right. I don't even know what happened when niggas just forgot about it. It was just like, it just wasn't a thing anymore all of a sudden. No, we went on to the next shit show, which we're yeah. kind of about to discuss, but we went on to the next. That news cycle from December to fucking February Shame. was a motherfucker. <laughs> shit was ill. <clears throat> so, I mean, so after that, it was like the Trump impeachment, um, but he was acquitted. Uh, so we moved on from that. Niggas was fake mad about it and just moved on with their lives. But uh, towards the end of February, what? but Trump did eventually get acquitted. I mean, uh, impeached, right? He he so got impeached. The initial impeachment in December. Was in, in December, I have right. fresh charge. And then we went on recess and came back in 2020, and the Senate acquitted him of everything. Right. They had the trial. But the House impeached him in December. Okay. Good. <clears throat> All right. So towards right. The, um towards the end of the of the month of February, uh. It was announced that Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi died in um, a helicopter crash um, on a Sunday morning uh, in L.A. area. So, um, well, that when was, was that? What month was that? February. February. Wow. Yeah. So that was month two, and I think that was. I mean, we talked about it in the episode in, um, in the podcast at length, but I think it was a very tough time for most folks in our yeah. in our generation that were used to Kobe um, or fans or. Or at least respecting him as an athlete, um, but it was definitely a terrible time. Um, that was just that was just February. Yeah, I feel like people still haven't even really been given the opportunity to fully grieve because we had to go to the next crisis so fast. But like when I see it, because everybody was posting the pictures on Twitter the other day, you know, this day it was like December or whatever. This day, in 2019, they showed the picture of him and his daughter like at the game, and it's like, oh fuck, we're following the timeline. And I got sad all over again, just like. Just remembering, like shit, that happened, you know. So, I, so I think what was what was rememberable about that was the way black men felt, like around our age. So late, mm-hmm. uh, let's just say thirties to forties, you know, thirties to forties, all in that time frame. Because um, not like he was a hero, but you know, every Kobe fucking uh, like he he was. Like, he symbolized something to, like, a lot of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have hard work, dedication, you know, just the fucking Kobe way of life, like, you can you can do all types of things. And, like, and Kobe was a dog, like, on and off the court. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when he died, I think a lot of black men showed emotion. Like, I think that we all, I, I know I admit it, I cried about this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think they showed, because... Um, I think after it was it was said that he died, they still had an NBA game. Um, people, they like they didn't just cancel all the games right then. Yeah. Somebody had they still had to play, and they were singing the national anthem, and you just seen let's say six four, six five, six six niggas just up there crying. You know what breaking I'm saying? Down. Like breaking fucking down, and like we were crying, and and I think at the time we really didn't know why. 
because you know we've seen people die at, at nausea we <clears> kind of <throat> were fucking numb to it but when kobe died it was just fucking different like niggas took that shit to heart because yeah. he symbolized a lot of shit like excellence and you know just 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 a lot of shit and like you said even to this day i don't think like, a lot of niggas um have even like really gotten over it like you can just see a picture of kobe and be like nah you know what i'm saying like i i ain't, I ain't about to go down this road again because it hurt black men so much and it and i think we talked about it on the podcast it's like we don't as black men we really don't get a chance to be really vulnerable unless it comes like with sports you know what i'm saying like when it comes like all right you lost a championship game and you can cry then and shit like that right um so i think it was lightweight a safe space for us to be emotional because everybody all, all black men not all black men but a lot of black men were you know what i'm saying and uh it was just an interesting thing to talk about so y'all can go back to the episode if y'all want to yeah, that uh, the Kobe no interesting. That's surprising. Uh, I was at a training for work, and it was Sunday morning. It was gonna be like the opening session or whatever, <laughs> and uh, that happened. I just like come across my timeline or whatever, and then so for a second, it was like, wait a minute, is this real? You know what I'm saying? So we were uh, we're actually in Vancouver, so then it was kind of limited. Like I didn't know what the uh, news channels, sports channels. It was like. It was real wild and crazy for like a couple of hours, and then it was like, damn, reality set in. Like Kobe's really gone, but you're still like, well, maybe that wasn't him or something. You know, you was it was just like a feeling of disbelief for a while, and then so I think at some point during the year, it kind of not necessarily went away, <clears throat> but like say other stuff happened, so it kind of falls by the wayside. But now, like with NBA cranking back up, they're showing more stuff uh, with Kobe. Um, yeah. Christmas Day, LeBron like uh, uh, broke. I want to say a record or two, and like approached some Christmas Day records, and like Kobe name was like all over that shit, like scoring and assist records and all that for Christmas Day, winning percentage, all that stuff. So it was just like, damn, Kobe's really gone. You know what I'm saying? Because he's he's close in age to us. You know what I'm saying? He's almost like a peer. So it's it's, yeah. it's just wow. <clears throat> Absolutely, and I think the other piece of it was he was with his daughter. And his daughter yeah. passed. She was like a <clears throat> a phenom, phenom in basketball. Like she had like a lot of talent and a lot of potential to do some some great things herself. Yeah. So I think that was that was crazy too. And it also was crazy. I mean, we talked about this. I mean, from a perspective as fa- of fathers with daughters, like that's a a, a weird <clears throat> feeling because he. I mean, he naturally had to protect yeah. her and things like that. But it's like, what can you do in that that feeling of kind of hopelessness, like. I, that's what fucked me up the most, honestly, just putting myself in his shoes. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a fucked up part of it. But that was certainly a very dark part of the of the month. And it seemed like we were getting surprised with new shit each month. Especially when we watched it, right? I mean, if you think about it, Michael Jackson, we just got a report from TMZ that Michael Jackson is dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When Aaliyah died, we were all like, we got a report like it was late at night. I think it, it was, was at the club. Yeah, we was all at the club. Yeah, it was the sloppy Joe's, sloppy Joe's, <laughs> Joe's party. Yeah. Yeah. So do y'all remember where y'all was at when Michael Jackson died? I was, I was in Chicago. I was driving to the ATM when I was working in Atlanta. I was at the line yeah. at McDonald's on Dunn Avenue. <laughs> that's crazy because we I definitely remember where I was when I heard that. Yeah. That's crazy. But, no, but all of those coming. deaths were after the fact, though, after they had died. We literally watched a smoldering hole on the side of the hill for hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, that didn't help matters that 
forget the forget the let's get to the grieving and funeral part. Like damn, this fucked up that Kobe died. We didn't know if Kobe had died for a little bit. You know what I'm right. saying? It's like, well, is did Kobe die or did Kobe not die? We're still we're still confused, and then we're just looking at flames on the side of a hill for hours. Like it was that definitely didn't make it any better. No, because it was never really like a real funeral. That was also kind of fucked up, given the nature of what happened. Yeah. Sidebar, uh, also real quick. If you got some downtime and um, before you go back to work or whatever, check out Earthquake, uh, the comedian. He has a special called "These Ain't Jokes," and he has a uh, he has a little set on there about Michael Jackson. He was like, he didn't really want to believe Mike was dead, but he was like, he knew Mike was dead when he got to the funeral. And uh, Tito, Jermaine, Tito had a solo. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, Mike would never let that shit happen. <laughs> so check that shit out. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, so going into March, we had heard about um, a, a virus coming from China around January, like late January, early February. But it sounded very much like it was only going to be affecting folks in China, and it was kind of like you know out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. So you hear, I heard stories in passing. I'm sure we all did in varying degrees. Um, but in March. Uh, the COVID-19 virus had reached America. Um, it first went to Washington, uh, and then there were starting there were sporadic cases um, on the West Coast um, in New York, and it started to swell and swell. And around <coughs> March 11th, there was an NBA game um, between uh, what was it the, was it the Thunder and in, in, in Utah Jazz, where one of the players um, ended up getting COVID and, and gave it to another player, <clears throat> and then. That shut down the NBA season. When the NBA shut down, it started to um, alarm the rest of the country for some reason, which is, I would think, it'd be the other way around. But um, there started to be shutdowns in the United States and schools. Um, whole cities were starting to put in quarantine measures and things like that. And life as we know it um, began to shift. Y'all remember your, your, your thoughts when this initially happened? It, it, it was very much the same as any other viral. I mean, we've been very lucky as Americans to not really be at ground zero, right? We've had what? I, mean, we, I think we ran it down the other day. Like, we forgot a lot. We forgot Zika. You know what I'm saying? Zika and H1N1 and SARS and bird flus and avian flus and the other bird flu. Like, most of these things are just small pockets and are all over the world and it's not going to come here, so on and so forth. This is like one of the first times that it hit America, man, and I, I think we took it really lightly because we haven't we haven't experienced anything like this probably since HIV AIDS, and it was a big joke. It was a big joke when it first started, and you know, like cruise ships were in the in the what is it the San Francisco Bay, you know, what I'm saying just like they can't they can't even like let the people off, but it didn't hit home to people because oh that's all the way across the country, oh that's some China shit. And then it started to progress more and more, and it got more and more serious. But it didn't really hit until, like, one, it, we knew it was serious when we just got off of Kobe. We just finished talking about that as well. We just got off Kobe, and we didn't think that there were going to be anything that was as bad as how we felt when Kobe died. But little did we know that the fuck, the entire fucking world was about to shut down. Like, And, and that's when I started yeah, taking it seriously. When nobody was talking about Kobe anymore... We're shutting down sports, like billion dollar industries, and money was starting to dry up. That's when I knew this shit was. Yeah, so, just going to that. So, um, 
So Mardi Gras happened. Uh, happened in uh, I think in the end of February last year. Oh, definitely in February. Um, maybe first week in March. Uh, so it was going on in in China, as they say. Um, and it was a little, you know, you heard about it, but niggas wasn't caring because Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. So niggas out kicking it, you know, uh, parades, balls, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then after that. Um, I know during Mardi Gras, uh, uh, Vita ended up um, having like a cough, a bad cough, or whatever. She went to uh, urgent care. She she has bronchitis, so they were like, "Oh, it's probably just your bronchitis acting up." It was some fucking purple drink, some scissor, codeine, whatever, and called it a day. Um, she got sick, sick uh, again. Just think it's flu. She ended up soldiering out, going out one day. I think Sunday was the last time she went out. Go out like Monday, Tuesday. That's Monday, Grand Mardi Gras, whatever. Uh, she flew back to Chicago. I took her to the airport maybe Thursday. Uh, Friday, I started getting the cough. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, I always go play black trivia. I was like, uh, I think I'm going to skip black trivia. I'm not feeling good. That night, nigga had this fucking sweats, body aches thing. I felt like I was online again. Like, you know, at this point, I'm thinking it's just the flu. Because at this point, they're not even testing for for right. COVID in right. the United States. They, you know, it's just whatever, whatever. So this whole time, I'm thinking it's it's the flu, and I rarely get sick. You know what I'm saying? I think I said I got the flu last year, so I was like, damn, maybe I'm just getting old, and I just got the flu again. Um, but I had, like, fever, aches. Um, I don't remember losing smell or taste because I wasn't eating shit because I just balled up on the couch, you know what I'm saying, for a fucking... <laughs> three four days right. you know what i'm saying um headache fatigue all that shit um so yeah that's how early it was so it comes to find out like new orleans and fucking new york were like hit hard as fuck um just because new york new york and because new orleans new orleans had its own uh fucking uh strain of fucking covid which is even more crazy um so again i, I told y'all i'm 90 percent sure i had it um but yeah, just going back, trying to reminisce about that month. That's what happened to me, and then that's when I was taking my DJ in. You know what I'm saying for real? DJ COVID. Back. DJ not COVID, but go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. so so that goes into the lockdown, right? Yeah. I, I remember we locked down right around like right around my birthday, which is March 22nd. Shout out to all the Aries, but I think it might have been the week before was the lock lockdown. It was like, uh, yeah, so the week before, because I remember DJ started going live, yep. for whatever reason, they would just started going live, and I was like, well, fuck it, this is my birthday, I can't go nowhere, everything fucking closed, and just going back to that feeling of when that shit first happened, like, niggas was scared as fuck about fucking COVID, oh, yeah. nigga, like, yeah. I wish niggas still felt the same way now as they did at the beginning, bitch, I'm wearing fucking gloves, masks, nigga, condoms whatever the fuck like i'm covering everything in latex um but yeah that that beginning of the whole thing when it shut down like people were scared scared i remember uh but i still have to go to work like nobody was on the fucking highways and byways like nigga like shit was just shut down shut down you know what i'm saying except for like grocery stores and gas stations you yeah. know what i'm saying but yeah, yeah i'm that shit and all the toilet paper was gone. For, I, for some fucking reason, everybody bought all the toilet paper. I, I hope everybody got I, clean asses, but yeah. 
I still haven't got an understanding of the why it happened for real. I just feel like was it really just white folks panicking? I mean, because no, it, it wasn't just it wasn't just white folks now. I, yeah, I, I didn't. Mean, I didn't everybody know. was everybody was that's the thing. Like I don't know if you were a party to the beating in the basement that one time, but that was basically what it was. Like when you see one person like grab some shit abruptly or whatever, and then everybody's like, "Oh shit, I need to grab some too." You know what I'm saying? I think one of those kinds of situations, and it was all doom and gloom. You got to think we still didn't really know what was going on, how long we were gonna be locked down, all of those kind of things. So there was no rice. Niggas bought all the rice. Like what? Oh. Niggas buy. Well, they ain't buy the rice in Florida. There's a lot of rice. Nigga, have you ever seen Survivor, nigga? Like rice, <laughs> nigga. That's what you, that's what you eat, nigga. That's what you throw down there, nigga. Survivor, nigga. Rice, beans and rice. Yeah. So the thing that fucked with me, I mean, and I one time knew this shit was real, is when they shut down school and you had to teach your kids. That I'm gonna say. Props, I mean, like, in, in retrospect, props to the teachers, man. Like, y'all the real MVPs. What y'all do, that shit is not easy. I'm not going to even, I don't think people should, like, downplay what teachers do. Um, some of the teachers. Some, of the, in, some, of the, some, not all. Oh, that's fucked up. Some of these teachers <laughs> are still trash. And we got to see it live that's on fair. Zoom meetings and Google Classroom. Some of these teachers is like, bitch, you need to get your shit together. That's fair. That's fair. Because your kids, your kids still take, doing virtual yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is, like, their PE teacher, this nigga is as wide as the Zoom screen. And I got a wide screen for her. <laughs> so, like, there's no reason for this nigga's shoulder blades to be on each end of the Zoom screen. And he sits his fat ass up in that chair, and he tells them, all right, we're going to learn we gonna learn tennis today. And then he gives them a YouTube link for tennis. Like, go watch this white person do tennis for 30 minutes. Uh, when we come back, uh, tell me what you learned. Like, nigga, like, what are you doing? Man, that's the equivalent of back when you were in elementary and they wheel out the fucking TV with the fucking seatbelt on it and the VCR. Right. And they, yeah. like, you just, but that was a special day, though. But yeah. the PE teacher was always either a butch lady who was in shape or like a dude who was somewhat in shape. Even if he was round, he still was like in shape on one half. He was either like had a strong upper body and not lower body or the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude. No, I used to hate fucking big leg male PE teachers with them fucking uh, coat shorts on. Shorts. Nigga, I hate hey, them fucking coat shorts. What are even yeah. sell them shit? Did y'all? Like polyester coat yep. shorts? I don't know. It's definitely polyester. Hey, I thought about this the other day. Did y'all do in PE the presidential fitness thing? Yes. Yes, you had to. What the fuck was the point of that? To make sure we were presidentially fit, I think. Yeah. I think if like you wasn't out of shape or something. I oh no! A lot, a lot of motherfuckers was still out of shape. Now, what was the little beep? The little beep drill where you had to run back and forth, and every time it beep, it get faster. Like every time, yeah, like that. Like didn't nobody make that? Like everybody was all out of I shape. Think, I think, I think, I think DC had because y'all so close to the president. Y'all shit sound way more <laughs> intense, nigga. I think we just had to be able to do like ten jumping jacks, ten push ups, and. <laughs> <laughs> run around the gym nigga in 30 seconds uh, no nah, like you had to like get like you got a point for it. you get on one side of the gym and you well, it beeps you run to the other side it beeps again you run to the other side and the beeps will get faster every time it beeped and in order for you to be quote unquote in shape you had to get a certain amount of beeps so like a lot of mo- like if, let's say you had to get 20 beeps a lot of motherfuckers did not make that 20 boy like it, it it was a bloodbath. I think I remember that though, because I didn't. I know I didn't. I never passed. So it was something like that where they were doing a lot of shit for time and effort and all that shit, and I just didn't make it every 
I didn't make it. Fuck it. Come on, man. We did the parachute thing good, though. Remember the parachute? Yeah, the parachute. But I like field day. <laughs> that, was, that was a special day, though. Hey, what did they used to do at elementary school with your teeth? What did they used to check for? Yeah, I never had that. Uh, we used to have fluoride. They bring fluoride back. Red tablet. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that it, Black? Okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> anyway, what was that? only in March now, right? We're having in April. Um, let's see what happened. We was we was just quarantining good, and that's when motherfuckers started getting mad about being quarantined. It wasn't even a month, and then all of a sudden people started having rights and protests all over the country. <laughs> in year five, in year five of twenty twenty. At that point, everyone was angry because their rights were being impeded upon. And motherfuckers was like, I ain't wearing no goddamn mask. You can suck my dick. And then motherfuckers was having riots. And niggas lost it. Like, this, that's when we knew America was fucked up, but that's when motherfuckers started showing their ass. And was then it niggas? Like, or was it just, like, when you say niggas, you mean black people? It was riots on riots, wasn't it? Because we was already having riots, right? We was it's already like, having riots. We're not talking Black Lives Matter yet? It wasn't, it, no, these were the white riots. These were the white boys in Michigan, like the militiamen in Michigan, like, y'all don't tread on me, you motherfuckers. So that's what that was. That's what happened in April. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about yourselves. Because I can't see black people riding just. I didn't say it was black like people. That. I used niggas. That's what I just asked. Was it niggas, niggas, or like just it was, people? It was people. Like, white people, man. No, 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 no. The riots were already going on because Breonna Taylor died on Mar- no, in no. March. They didn't, they didn't acknowledge Breonna Taylor until um, George Floyd died. They didn't they didn't talk about her until that happened. When like, did everything. Because Ahmaud Arbery die? was in. Um, Jesus. February. Hey, boy, motherfuckers died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ahmaud Arbery was February? February 23rd. But we well, didn't talk about Ahmaud Arbery really till like the end of March. And George Floyd and it, didn't die was, until May. And George Floyd died in May. George yeah. Floyd was the kind of culmination of all three of those folks okay. because Breonna Taylor, she died in, in March. Amaya was in, in February. And then when George Taylor, I mean, George Floyd died, that was at the end of May. But but at that point, I think, I don't know if it was because of how graphic it was and how his, I mean, we didn't see videos of Breonna Taylor dying. We didn't uh, see. Are we, go, are, we, are we going to May now? What are we doing? Or are we? April, May combo. It's April May combo because I mean what, All right, good. that was the I mean the highlight was motherfuckers started this is when America started cracking <laughs> and then come May that happened and it was a bigger explosion there was they they they, they called them riots but they were protests <clears throat> against the deaths of all these people more um, more specifically in Minnesota more specifically about George Floyd and I think they I think they did a lot of big things in Minnesota in terms of how they protested. And the results they they got from it, but because Minnesota been trash when it's like that Minnesota PD been fucking trash. But we saw that when the fucking cops stood on your boy's fucking uh, NBA cause ankle. Yeah, uh, when he got stopped sitting outside of fucking Walgreens. But that's a whole other thing. So y'all can listen to that episode. All these episodes tackle all this. Shit. But I think what really so it was a combination of things. It was like the perfect storm, as it. Um, you have these three deaths, right? You have so I still never watched the George Floyd murder. Me, Same. you know what I'm saying? I've I've never watched it at all. I've seen like clips and I click off of it. Um, but it was a perfect storm because people were home, and by people I mean white people were home to experience it firsthand. Like it wasn't any so sports were canceled. 
everything was canceled. Concerts were canceled. Plays, whatever the fuck you like to go to, fucking restaurants were canceled. So now you sit in your fucking house, like all you have is social media. So when George Floyd came along, white people got to see, got to see, like, oh shit, this is what's really happening in the black community. Like this nigga just he just kneeled on a nigga's neck till he died as he called for his mom. And like, and at that point, everybody was already at a breaking point. So that yeah. as Malcolm Gladwell said, that was the fucking tipping point. Like, all right, well. We tired, tired, and we mad, and we in the house, and we don't fuck with y'all, and we can't get no fucking, uh, no fucking justice, bitch. Fuck it, we we about to wild out, and niggas was like, fuck it, wild out. And I think that's the first time I've seen young and old alike. Like, if y'all want to, if y'all want to tear this bitch down, tear this bitch Go ahead. down. Like we we bought that we as an African American union we bought so many fucking guns in 2020. Like we mm. broke like all the records for black people haven't ever bought guns in our history. Like, it was ridiculous. I remember you couldn't go to a... And I'm in a 80-90% black area. You couldn't go to a gun store. There were no guns. There's still no no ammunition. Good luck. You know what I'm saying? Ammo is goddamn a dollar, a dollar fifty a dollar fifty cent around. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still can't buy ammo. You still can't really buy the guns. that You can't just walk in and go buy what you want. You know what I'm saying? These guns are on the streets. Like, motherfuckers is still... It's still simmering. It's not boiling like it was earlier in the year. But that shit ain't go away. You know what I'm saying? All it's going to do... Because um, somebody just... Uh, there was an incident just recently, right? Didn't somebody recently just get killed or something, I believe? Um, yeah. Uh, in Ohio. Yeah, so... I mean, we're focused on the vaccine right now. But, like, this shit can get run back real quick. You know what I'm saying? If they don't... If Joe Biden is, people don't, like, put a lid on this shit and kumbaya real fast. Yeah, it was. I mean, but everybody was kind of preparing for what they thought be some great race war, and I'm sure this is cyclical. I'm sure this type of energy in the '60s and '80s and whenever. But I think that's what people were trying to prepare for. But I think like nothing really happened like we expected. I I, was, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen during after election or during the election. So um, I guess it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be in that part. I, I, I don't know. I so I don't know. It felt like this felt like it was the great race war you know what i'm saying yeah. like you can have it was about to go down race wars, you know what i'm saying you can have like race wars and you know montgomery mobile nashville wherever you at you know what i'm saying and have like your own race war like we about to fuck these as y'all say uh c words up you know what i'm saying but no this felt like this might be the great race war because trump was still trumping these motherfucking white people pro-trump people you know we will not be replaced these fucking Motherfuckers with their fucking tiki torches and shit, like, yeah. and niggas was fed up. Like niggas, like, I'm, I'm tired. Like niggas was like, nigga, I'm about to get a bat and bust the fucking head off of this fucking, uh, uh, fucking Civil War fucking general. You know what I'm saying? Like Confederate general, nigga. Like I'm, we, we done with this shit. Niggas pushing shit over, spray paint. We don't give a fuck. What you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? And. It felt like it was going to be the great race war. And, I, and going to Wood's point, I think niggas went ahead and was like, well, shit, I know they got guns. Let me go ahead and, and, yeah. and get my shit together. So everybody was buying guns at that point. That's why there's no ammo, no good because yeah. both sides was fucking getting ready to go to war. I don't think I don't think that white people, I mean, not even white people, I don't think that 
non-persons of color can ever say that we are a violent people. White people gave black people every reason possible in 2020 to lose our shit and just start being violent, wilding out, and hurt people. And that did not happen. So if out of all, I mean, like the white, the, the little white kid who came across lines and was shooting people with an AR, you know what I'm saying? Like on some bullshit and the, and the police just let him go. Like white people, and, and I'm not saying white people are bad, but I'm saying white people as a whole gave black people every single reason to act up. And even though there was some acting up, I mean, that's natural given the circumstances as a whole, black people did not act up. I mean, I don't see it. I don't see how there's any way that you can call black people a violent people after that. That's what I've, that was a lesson learned for me, honestly, like from this, from that whole time, like I knew nothing was going to come of it really. It felt good. I knew nothing was going to come of it because we're just forgiving people and we're not, we're nothing like. Don't say nothing. No, we're not. You mean like, no, no, I'm saying when you say nothing came came from it, you mean nothing Uh, violent. Nothing violent, but I mean, nothing really. What, what effective came, like policy or change on what would you, what you, what you gather? I didn't get anything from it. Um, um, I, I didn't see any sort of pos- like huge sweeping changes. Um, like, well, I don't think we're ever going to get sweeping changes that way because we don't even right. know who makes the sweeping change, right? I mean, there's no one person in this country or really even a group of people mm-hmm. that can really make a sweeping change, right? It takes fundamental blocks all over the country in every sector to make sweeping change. And that's not going to happen because everybody has to get on the same page kind of at the same time. But yeah. what we did see, we saw some some culture changes, right? And we saw some opening of eyes, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these Fortune 500 school, I mean, uh, companies started to learn about HBCUs they never knew about. They were given money, not one time, not two times, but three times. Those programs are still going on now. A lot of corruption was shown. Um, hell, Florida, I mean, Florida A&M, you know what I'm saying? We just got like, what, $111 million or something like that from the COVID fund? That money probably was not going to be given, definitely not in that amount, unless somebody spoke up like, hey, these motherfuckers over here across the tracks are getting way more resources than us. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of hay was made in order for a lot of actions to happen. Of course, it's not going to be wide and sweeping. We can't get ri- get rid of racism and stuff like that overnight. But there was some waking up. It was, a, I felt like it, it was a lot of waking up. Like, I, I had, you know, white people that have been in my life, you know what I'm saying, like, hit me up like, well, what can I do? What can I, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least the acknowledgement. To me, acknowledgement is the first step. You know what I'm saying? That's what they always say in all your step programs, knowing that you problem is the first fucking step so a lot of white people realize oh there's a problem right uh again we have a lot of like all right we're gonna do this to show that we're down they might not really be down but like all right we're gonna donate x amount of dollars to this x amount who who cares not who cares but the fact that it was still donated yeah. is a step in the right direction you know what i'm saying something simple as instagram right they have a fucking buy buy black tag now you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. now like, you don't have to type it in. You know what I'm saying? It's something that, because I, I like to tag whenever I buy black. Like, oh, that's something easy that was never there before. You go to Netflix, is there. If you go to fucking, um, when you uh, fucking Yelp, they'll tell you all the black restaurants and shit like that. Like, it steps in the right direction. So when yeah. you say, like, Man, ain't shit happened, it, it's more, it's, um, Devin the dude said, anything is plenty, man. You know, 
Ann is better than Nan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, at least we're taking steps in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I say that didn't nothing ha- come from it because a lot didn't. And some places have not all the way defunded the police, but at least that conversation is being talked about reallocating resources yeah. to other things. Like it's it's a lot of discussions being had that weren't had that weren't being had beforehand. Well, I mean, I, I have my opinions on all the corporations spending money and stuff. I don't know if that was necessarily what was requested. I think it was more like just have like you know change plow policing done so cops don't kill us. And they're like, ah, we'll see. So, I mean, I, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, obviously, I mean, I agree with John in the sense that there were positive things that happened, but they weren't necessarily the positive things that were specifically requested. The, the, the things that we request will never be happened. They'll never happen. Yeah, and that, that, that's what I'm saying. That's the lesson that's what I was saying in the beginning. That's the lesson I got from it. Like, in the in the most tense time of our, at least our lifetime, in ter- um, as far as race is concerned, where things are kind of put out on the table very plainly and everyone could see it with their own eyes and the request was made very clearly and the answer was still like eh, no, we'll see well, I, I, that's, that's, I mean and it's, and, but it's been good, I, like having that epiphany and learning that just kind of just sets, recalibrated me personally, I just see things a lot different and a lot clearer and so not as much shit bothers me in that sense Yeah, I mean I, I, think, I think people have misconceptions on what the government is and what the government can do you know what I'm saying we ask for a lot of things, but we don't have a king. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no one person that can you just go to, all right, this is what black people want, make that happen. Like, it doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of our demands are not structured to be acquiesced to. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we only always necessarily agree on the, on the demand, so. Oh, yeah. We, we, we definitely don't. We definitely don't. Yeah. But, yeah, so that happened for a while. That was, like, in the summer. But in the meantime, between us hating each other and, um, Going through that and dealing with quarantine and being in the house with our family, a few things happened. Um, we got we got introduced to Zoom. Uh, I think we all kind of used to the concept of having like I mean our podcast is done on Skype is the same sort of concept, but we use Zoom for everything now. Like in terms of how we communicate, niggas was having Zoom parties, which weren't my favorite. Um, niggas had I know we had weekly uh, meetings like as a as a fraternity, like we'd all meet each other on Fridays and kind of like have. A virtual catwalking and shoot the shit. So that was, that I thought it was good in general because we were having, we, we started opening up ourselves to communication more than we would normally have with each other. I mean, I know we all talk every week for the podcast, but in general, we don't necessarily get to see each other like we would on, on a weekly basis. So I thought that was really positive. I mean, to the point of people getting Zoom fatigue, man, like you got tired of Zoom. You got Zoom happy hour. I got Zoom happy hour. I got Zoom with the frat. I got Zoom with my folks from uh, from college. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have multiple Zooms, man. It was great to begin with. We, 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 were making, we were making good with what we had. But after a while, it was like, all right, this is way too many fucking Zooms. And I kind of don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, but at, but at the, I'm about to say, but, but at the beginning, because so, we, we're still in what, April. We had April-May combo right now. Yeah, yep. we're still yeah, April-May combo. April May combo. April May combo. Um, I was still in the Zoom because you know that, that, like you said, that that Friday shit. You ended up talking to motherfuckers who maybe you wouldn't regularly talk to all the time. So yeah, that was one of the pluses because people started getting more creative with like, all right, let me because at this point you still had fucking you were still scared a little bit. You know what I'm saying? 
You had the riots going on. You didn't know about this fucking virus. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was uh, uh, catching COVID. Like it was, it was like niggas. It's the end of fucking days. You know what I'm saying? So, like seeing a nigga that you ain't seen in a long time, just and it might just have been because you know they're home now. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers be busy. Like a lot of motherfuckers just sat down and had to find their own entertainment and. You might have ended up connecting with some people you you wouldn't have before. So at this point, I I wouldn't fatigue yet. Zoom parties were always stupid because you either have a DJ DJing and you're trying to talk over the the music and it's stupid, or you just have the music and everybody just sitting there nodding their head to the music looking stupid. So yeah. I, I tell you what, though, needs to learn some sound production skills though, because it was real rough and rocky. Uh... When we first started off, like people were trying to get their sound right on IG Live and all these places, and it sounds good to me in my room, but it don't sound good to the people. People, if you was a DJ or a podcast or something, you learn some stuff. You learn some stuff in 2020 to get your shit right. Are we at D? Are we at D Nice yet? In May or no? Go ahead. No, no, I don't. I don't know. No, I think it's fine. I was gonna start going into verses music, so yeah. I, I think I, I think D Nice was in May. In general, at, at yeah. this time is is this time when Nice emerged as like the COVID king. Yeah, because because yeah, it had to be because we started once we started to get into verses and other stuff, and people are just used to it. We didn't really need D Nice as much, but he was just still around. Because the numbers is crazy when he first started. He had crazy IG Live numbers. Right. So IG Live wasn't really a thing thing till D Nice, right? Yeah. Because you had like people on there and you see one or two hundred people. So I remember when D Nice I I popped on second time D Nice started getting his followers. So I think the first night he might have went up to maybe like five thousand people watching, right? Um then that kind of spread and I feel like it was kinda like a Facebook thing. Like it was a lot of like college people, like you tell your friends, people you went to school with, and that bitch hit like twenty thousand. I remember, yeah. like, damn, this nigga hit like twenty fucking thousand. Like this is like day two. So then, like that shit just kept growing exponentially. So the next, the, the next day, it was like, all right, nigga, you missed be nice, and they got up to twenty thousand. That nigga went up to like a hundred thousand, and like, and then like that shit just took off, took yeah. off, and I just remember like. Talking to uh, that nigga Jimmy Wallace, like nigga, we were, like nigga, we were there, nigga. This history, you know what I'm saying? Like at a hundred thousand, like, cause I remember niggas like count like nigga, oh, we almost there. Then like a hundred thousand here, like this fucking history, yeah, man. like this, this nigga's doing, nigga, this shit has never been done. A hundred thousand people, you know what I'm saying? And that's when that nigga was just like going, going, going. And then you know, like more and more people got to it, and then you have like the. The fucking uh, Oprah came in and Gail and fucking yeah. uh, the nigga from Facebook. I'm half drunk, so I can't remember. Uh, Zuckerberg came in and Biden and fucking, you know, it got kind of political after that. But like that time, like when he was building his fucking crowd, hey, that was a beautiful time, nigga. Like because at that point, I think niggas was ready to like niggas. Niggas were like cracking, like yeah. mentally, yeah. like niggas needed yeah. something something and music is like you know what i'm saying like the stew the savage beats uh like so that nigga was jamming you, at that point like you see people in there like nigga we going to the club right quarantine nigga fucking uh d nice could not close or go to the living room 
that was the most fun niggas had in a long time. Yeah, like man. for that week, that 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 five to seven days when that nigga was the nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, that that we needed that. That shit was again, I think divine intervention because niggas was pulling their fucking hair out at yeah. that point. And that like just that little piece of like camaraderie and music, and you see your friends in there, and you kind of like. Nigga, we, we having a good time, bitch. It felt like a good time. Yeah, Niggas smiling and shit. You can't see nobody. You just type it flame. Yeah. <laughs> and that motherfucker's in there spinning records too, boy. You was. That's the thing. I'm saying that's the thing. I mean, I, one thing I will say is music's probably been the real MVP of the year. Like, it, you, music was used in a lot of ways to kind of keep niggas straight. Yeah. Which is probably the case, but it was helpful. So that leads us to Versus. So the first, so Versus was um, the brainchild, as we all know at this point, of Timberland and Swiss Beats. And I think the first one was, you know, them in March. That was the first one. I ain't going to front. Like, I don't know if y'all was on Versus right away. I wasn't. Like, it took me a, a few rounds because I went through, like, the Versus Wikipedia. And I was well, like, I don't remember none of these shits. Well, I don't think... So, I think initially, them niggas was... It was just a battle. Like, how to right. have rap battles. So, right. I think it was just a battle, and so many people showed up to see them niggas go, like, head-to-head for how many hours they did, and I think that's what sparked it. Like, it's not like them niggas were, like, sitting in a room like, hmm, I wonder what to get the internet cracking. No, I think them niggas, I, well, that's what it was. Them niggas was just, like, challenging each other. Like, right. nigga, I got beats, you got beats, nigga, let's, let's go live and just battle. Right. And, um... I wasn't there initially, but I've seen like you know the fucking highlights of it when they started it. But I love the fact that when they did the shit, it sparked the thought of like, nigga, let's get some other niggas to do this shit right like, back and forth. So then, go ahead, go ahead, your thought. Go ahead. What? I said no. I said go ahead. I I interrupted. Uh, chef. Oh. No, I don't say nothing. Go ahead. You did. You said initially. You know, I didn't oh. watch the shit. But go ahead. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the first one was Timber Timberland, you're correct about everything you said. When was the first one y'all watched? Was that the first one y'all watched or not live. So it was Timberland and then what was next? Like Neo and Boy Wonder and Hit Boy. Boy Wonder Hit Boy. I didn't watch that live. I did not I watch, watch that one either. at all. And Rake uh not was that Rhythm next? Versus Sean Garrett. So I no, caught some of that. I caught some of Dream and Sean Garrett. And I that saw that was one. Funny that was a treat. Sean Garrett was like on drugs or high or something. Or, or drunk or something. Uh, right. Yeah. But when I watched it, I didn't know what it was because that nigga, like the nigga had like the phone and wasn't like on his face. Like that nigga, and the nigga was, yeah. like, that nigga was on some shit. So I caught the end of that one and it was funny to me. It was funny as fuck. And it, it was, yeah, it was just entertaining because this nigga was saying wild shit. But apparently it was a drug. Yeah. Then they had the um, Neo versus Jonte Austin. That's the first one I watched. Um, I just was, called some of that one. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, steadily growing. I think for that one, they had the most viewers they had were 80,000. Um, and then it was like French Montana and Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez, I guess he's out of it at this point. But I, I definitely didn't see that one because I, I didn't care about nothing, niggas. I didn't say that one. Then they had a Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. That was yeah. the first big one. That's the first big one. That's the first one I watched from beginning to end. And I think that's the one that like pushed them over to like, all right, let's get serious about Wait, this. Wait, when was was what's the Babyface before that? No, Babyface was like the Babyfaces was in um, April. Okay, like that was like they still had to go. They still had Scott Storch and Manny Fresh. Um, they had Benny Blanco. I don't know what the fuck that is. I definitely don't remember that one. 
Uh, and then they had T-Pain, Lil John, Rizzo versus DJ Premier. Then they had um, Babyface versus Teddy Riley. I like the old verses. Like, I don't like this new verses where it's very, like, commercial and everybody got their bottles out and all of that. I like old verses. Like, we was at the Dream's computer. We was at his computer in whatever his music room was, and he was, like, playing songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that verses better than this new super. The sound is better in the new one. But, sound is better. But yes. it's a little too polished, and everybody, let's say something neutral, and, like, like Monica and Brandy, like, eh. And then you had what? Patty versus who? Patty Gladys Knight. Yeah. Gladys I enjoyed that one though. I mean so, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it because of the music, you know what I'm saying? But if that's the case, we don't even need to do verses. We could just come out here and play music, you know what I'm saying? Like but there's like no verses aspect to it until until no you had you had a story. But do y'all that the platform is called versus because people focus too much on the battle Mm-hmm. aspect of it and in some cases we're placing a battle where there, there isn't one like people yeah. just like playing their music and we come out with all these scorecards and all that shit because the music don't even really be matched up it couldn't be matched up because you don't know what the other person gonna play they're like oh i got it 15 to 5 like the shit is not a fucking boxing match look <laughs> man look man black people yeah. love a bingo sheet okay let me get five calls. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think the verses adds another element. It's like I feel like if you play your music, I play my music. We don't have fun. I feel like it just—I don't know, man. It, I think the competition aspect, even though it's not really a competition in most cases, um, I don't know. It helps it out. I, I fuck with it. What month did Bone? What, what, JJ, what month did Bone in three six go? Is that a joke? That's a shot? No, no, it's not a shot. We were still waiting. I'm, 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 we I'm, all still waiting. Hold on, I'm gonna get into something though. I don't know how that didn't happen. Those niggas was all about that. That was early in the game, right? When yeah. they started, right? But I'm gonna ask y'all what what has been y'all's favorite verses? Mm. Well, y'all, well, y'all think I'm gonna just talk it about was, one thing. It was it was Tay favorite. No, no, go ahead. It was Tay Riley versus Babyface for me. Yeah, that was my favorite too. Especially because I realized that Babyface was an asshole then. I, which one? Yeah. Did they do it twice? The first one don't count. That was some bullshit because Teddy Riley trying to make that shit fancier than what it was supposed to be. That nigga Babyface definitely that, that, added. That added, added to something. No, that I, made it hilarious. Wait, wait, wait. The first one was when Babyface... No, no, no. The first one was definitely better. That's the one where Teddy Riley was in... like He had like a sound stage and everything. Yeah, no, that was the best one. When that nigga had the jumpsuit on, he was mad at whoever buddy in the back was. Hey, man, that was the best one, man. I don't care if we didn't get the music that we came for. That that shit was that shit was hilarious. Was killing his ass softly, literally. Right. Oh yeah, I forgot you. Right. He was killing his ass softly. Right. Like, oh yeah, that's cute or whatever. And they just mashed the button on two occasions live, like it wasn't. Right. He said, "Oh, is that is that your song? I just thought you were on that one." Oh, we're doing features? <laughs> right, right. But didn't he play like a song? And didn't he play a song? Tay Riley played a song and Babyface like, nigga, I helped write that song. That ain't your song. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not your song. Oh, man. So, Wood and Chef both say Babyface said it rather was, was a 5,000. So foggy right now. I don't remember what my favorite one was, but I've enjoyed. Um, all of them that I've seen. That that Teddy fa- Teddy face. <laughs> Teddy Riley and Babyface uh definitely sticks out. But uh <laughs> Teddy face. 
<laughs> Straight out Teddy Fair. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just enjoyed the new one, all of them. And that's the thing, like, it's kind of sweet because we was quarantining, like, I didn't have to watch that shit around a bunch of people who got their scorecards and shit out, so right, right. it was cool. Let me tell you, I don't know what happened when the Erica Badu Jill Scott mm-hmm. shit came out, but when that shit, I, I just remember, like, that shit, like, eased my fucking soul, nigga, like, I feel like a baby on a mother a mother's bosom, nigga, like, when <laughs> it something was... happened, I, I think they, it might be Ahmaud Arbery fucking video, it was like something just happened, and it was like, damn, and like, they're both calm in nature, and like, nigga, that shit was cracking, uh, I think the most probably entertaining was fucking uh, Beanie Man and fucking uh, Bounty Killer, nigga. The energy that them niggas had, nigga, that right. shit was fucking hilarious. Then the fucking police came, and that nigga was like, dog, you don't do this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to do that shit. <laughs> but probably my overall favorite um, would be Snoop and DMX. Snoop and DMX. Yeah, was that was a good show. That was a good show. That was, yeah. that was, that was enjoyable. I think, that, I think that was the first time, like, you had, like, two, like, in and uh, on paper, I hated it. Like DMX and Snoop, nigga, this nigga Snoop about to kill DMX. Like, but like, nigga, like the camaraderie, the stories, yeah, niggas rapping each other's shit. Right, like, nigga, it was just like fun, fun, fun. Like from beginning to end, and like nonstop hits on both on both sides. So I really fuck with it. I would still love to see a Tupac versus Biggie versus. They're, you know they're dead. I mean, you can have you people posthumously like. Dude, I mean, shit, you can hologram that shit. You can do a whole bunch of shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, sonically, yeah. That's, well, I mean, I like so. So, so, can we touch on Michael Jackson versus Prince? Prince would be great, and Prince would destroy Michael Jackson. But anyway, I don't. I don't even think Prince and Michael Jackson would be great though. Why? Why you say Prince would destroy Prince Michael, Michael Jackson? Jackson I don't know. I feel like hey, they're, hey, they're so different. To me. Can we go back to Wood in the studio? Yeah. Why you? Why you say Prince will destroy Michael Jackson? Just curious. I mean, because. I, I, prepared to say one way or another i didn't give it that much thought but that was i don't know well honestly given the rules of verses and how verses goes i don't think collectively that that prince will kill michael jackson i think michael jackson has much more popular music prince with the exception of a couple of songs but i like and i appreciate prince's music a lot more than i like and i appreciate mike's music that's just like when i when i listen to music i will far more often listen to prince than i will michael and that's I, I, just, think I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm 50-50. I think I'm half and half. Yeah, like I, I find myself going on Prince journeys, and I haven't even. I've heard. I think I've heard every song, but there's still music that is like I've forgotten that I heard that song, and that's like a great song. And I have favorites that you know, it's not "When Doves Cry" and "Purple Rain." You know, right. And I think that's what the difference is between Prince and Michael Jackson. Is one is pop, and one yeah. is I don't even know what you call Prince rock and roll. Everything. Everything. Right, I don't yeah. even know what you call Prince because yeah. Prince didn't. I wouldn't consider Prince pop, but Michael Jackson is 100 percent pop. So yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know about that versus. Um, and you made me forget what I was about to say. So fuck it. The versus was sweet. I mean, I think it was like one of the the highlights of the year. At least. Oh, I know what I want to say. Since right. we're not gonna talk about shit, I, I want to just touch on the uh, the E40 fucking uh, too short versus. Uh, I feel like. A lot of niggas disrespected that versus. Like, um, because I'm in Nashville, Nashville has a lot of colleges. Um, E40 somehow slipped up into my, like, fucking growing up, nigga. So, like, 
early early E40 music like I grew up on um, E40 and the click shit. So I definitely fuck with the Bay, um, and of course Too Short is Too Short. So that was damn popular music me growing up and all the shit he was talking. So I saw a lot of people didn't pay attention to it, um, especially like East Coast niggas and niggas was talking shit like I'd rather eat rice around it and listen to this versus like these niggas got hits for days. You know what I'm right. saying? And like E40 was like, and, and Too Short was like, nigga, like I got hits in every decade starting from the 80s. You know what I'm saying? So um, I fuck with it tough. Like I don't think any fucking like dance culture is better. Dance culture with the music is better than the fucking Bay. You know what I'm saying? And just like if you ever met like people from the Bay, you don't read, you don't really meet a lot of uncool people from the Bay. I I, don't, I can't name one, but I don't know that many people from the Bay. But it's just one of those cities. I feel like the Bay, you get a lot of cool people, like guys and girls. I feel like D.C. too. Like D.C., you you really don't meet a lot of uncool motherfuckers from D.C. You know what I'm saying? Like that's guys and girls um, and, and the whole state of Tennessee. Like everybody from Tennessee is cool. So it's real. <laughs> it's just one of those places. I mean, I mean, y'all can really like think about it. Like, nigga, have you really met an uncool nigga from dc or uncool chick from dc you know what i'm saying like and i don't know if it's because they have their own culture you know what i'm saying you have like your whole go-go they do what they want to dress wise in dc same shit is is debate like they have their own dance culture their own fucking the way they dress the way they talk type shit it's like their own little special shit and I, i don't know if that just makes them like i don't know cooler because they don't really it might be a whole I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks about me type shit and just uh, niggas from Tennessee just all the way cool just I don't I don't know what it is I think it's something in the water but I don't yeah. know yeah Bay niggas and Bay chicks are definitely cool um, really they're I always, you know, you always had the stereotypical California people, you know what I'm saying, when you look on TV back in the day, like, they're, like, surfer talking type of shit, you know what I'm saying but, like, when you meet people from the Bay it's like, oh, well these is the real cool motherfuckers right here like these niggas is cool as fuck, but when I was looking on Facebook, and I don't, I don't know, my algorithm might be fucked up, but there was like a lot of people that wasn't saying, like, even if you don't fuck with E40, like people were just like saying negative shit about like E40 and Too Short. And me, I didn't grow up on E40, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really start listening to E40 shit until I got around Bay niggas, and they're like, oh, listen to this nigga, and I was like, sure, I'll listen to that shit. I don't give a fuck. And I was like, oh, that shit kind of straight. But, like, the people that not give it a chance, like, oh, fuck E-40, I'm not listening to that shit. I can't understand what that nigga's saying, da 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 But it's like, don't you listen to, like, Young Thug and shit? Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it seemed like there was a lot of, there was a lot of, like, you know, slights and offhanded comments about the Bay in general. And it was just kind of coming from a place where just because you didn't listen to E-40 and Too Short growing up doesn't mean it's, like, it's a lesser versus or they're lesser musicians. Right. And I feel like a lot of that comes from ignorance. So you don't even, like, know. What the fuck you talking about? Right. But both of them niggas have hits that you love. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I got five on the re- Uh, one of my favorite words, bitch. Why they got to say it? Like, what's the name of the fuck song? Uh, blow the whistle, like shit, like that. That's just like it's gonna keep going on, freaky tales, just shit. That's just, yeah. just fucking going on, going on and on and on. But niggas, I, I feel like niggas thought it was cool to diss that versus like, wow, nigga, I ain't listen. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like to sound like the old nigga. I mean, even though I'm down to embrace it, but 
the thing is, a lot the difference between like us, our generation. I hate to be that nigga, but we, our generation and the younger generations is we don't believe that time started with us. So I mean, uh, so when I say, oh, so when I say that, oh, so talking your shit now, yeah. So we we listen, we all listen to shit. Like I know for a fact, we all listen to shit well beyond when we were born. Like, we listened to shit back in the 60s, 60s, 50s, whenever the fuck, because it's just, good music is good music, regardless. These niggas, um, Jay-Z, ain't even Jay-Z, like, as far right. as rappers, they're Jay-Z is Young Thug. That's yeah. the nigga they look to, that's the style they love, and they're like, man, this nigga, this nigga be spitting. Like, they, the, when they think of that nigga be spitting, that's him. So, but the thing is, he birthed all these terrible rappers, all these terrible, violent rappers for no reason. But the, where he's tight, but the sad, tight but, but the, sad <laughs> po- the sad part is that he is the fucking stepchild of Lil Wayne. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And he took all the bad parts of Lil Wayne and, <laughs> right. and just made all it go. the bad parts. All the bad parts, like not even the good shit. Like, yeah. and, but but that goes to show you, like the shit that Young Thug says. And we're not gonna get into that because this ain't fucking Young Thug podcast. But it's like he, he mirrors a lot of like what young niggas say. Like like if a nigga's like a nigga brings up Kobe or Jordan, nah, LeBron's the best forever, blah, blah, blah. That's just cause all they know. But if an old nigga's like Will Chamberlain is the fucking best, I'm gonna be like, Well nigga, shit, nigga. You know, I can I can understand that. You know what I'm right. saying? I wasn't there in that era, but like if you can cite specifics and you were there, like nigga, I'm at least gonna listen to you. Well, it you also it also comes with, and I'm going to use the term to spoil, you know what I'm saying? It also comes with being spoiled, right? Because we, so the the newer generation were born in a period of time where they had their own music. And they can listen to that music selectively based on any region in the country. I can listen to Southern hip hop. I can listen to old hip hop. I can listen to new hip hop. I can listen to mumble rap. I can listen to white pop hip hop. I can not listen to hip hop. They have an entire menu of music to listen from. We were born in a time where there was no rap. They can't go back and remember their time where there was not a rap song. There was not a hip-hop song. You listen to rock and roll, what's on the fucking radio. You listen to country and western. Or you listen to R&B soul with your mom and daddy and jazz and stuff with your mom and daddy listen to. That's it. So you had to appreciate the music that was available. I'm listening to rock and roll. I'm listening to classic rock. You know what I'm saying? Yacht rock. I'm listening to motherfucking R&B that my mom and daddy listening to. More upbeat R and B and shit like you know. So you got the New Jack Swings and all of that. Even though there was, I mean, rap was out then. But like, there's many different genres where you had to overlap in order for you to get music. We couldn't selectively say I'm only gonna listen to I'm only gonna listen to R and B. We didn't have that option. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you gotta buy music, you ain't got that much money to like. You know what I'm saying? Buy all of it. You gotta go buy which albums you gonna listen to, and you had to selectively pick. Now you're kind of spoiled where you can write off an entire region. I don't have to listen to Bay music because I've listened to, I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta has its own music thing going on. So I don't have to appreciate shit that's going on on the West Coast or, you know what I'm saying, East Coast music or Chicago fucking Chicago music or any of the regional type of shit, you know what I'm saying? So they're just spoiled at this point. It's a blessing, but you know what I'm saying? It's the gift and a curse. So, <clears throat> like, so towards the summer, Going back down timeline, shit gets a little. I mean, I think it's like a mishmash of things. I think in general, I know a what we were. It's a mitch, a mishmash. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, are you saying a mix match or a mitch match? I thought I thought it was mishmash. <laughs> oh, match! You know what I'm saying, match. 
<laughs> nah, that that that's a uh, shady little phrase. Cause uh, damn, uh, I'm trying to think of what you used to say that. First, it I used to, it, it's a mismatch. First Miss mismatch. No like, match. Match. There's I no match. Matching, matching socks. No, I didn't say match. I said mash. M a s h. Right. It's like match. Hodgepodge. No, it's hodgepodge. No, but I'm trying to correct you. I think it's going to be hodgepodge, so I, I corrected myself. But I just want you to know it's mismatch. Not mismatch. Not mismatch. I, I was mixing it's not up mixed, hodgepodge. It's not mismatch or mismatch. Mismatch. All right. That's cool. So it's not like you're going to keep saying it wrong right. for the rest of your life. Twitter, first, off, first off, 20 to 50% of our audience listeners right now are like, oh, shit, it is mismatch. That's not an easy one. It's not an easy one. First of all, mismatch is what most niggas <laughs> Right. Is that mismatch? Isn't that what niggas say? Mixmatch. This is a mixmatch. I said this. I was. I didn't even mean that. Like shit was mixed up. I wanted to say shit was like a hodgepodge. Ain't a hodgepodge where it's like a bunch of bullshit. Right. Right. It, yeah. But right. you yeah. you didn't say hodgepodge. You said mismatch. So. Yeah, I corrected myself. Yeah. I'm saying I mean, you, said mis- you said mismatch. Mismatch. Extremely high. This Which is not fair. sounds like porridge. But anyway, the hodgepodge shit happened in the summer. I can't put put heads to tails. On that shit, I know we listen. I know we watch verses a lot. I know we didn't go nowhere. Same. Go anyway, so um, I don't really remember the summer good. Like I know I didn't go on no vacation. I don't know if y'all did. Uh, and a bunch of shit did happen. I think they started going through the primary, not the primaries. Like shit for election. What happened? Like what happened for elections? Joe Biden kind of started running. Primaries. Was primaries. Yeah. No, no, right. Primaries was right. Don't let mix match. Fuck you, fuck you up for the rest right. of the podcast. We had primaries, and we had all the Democrats trying to right, kill each don't, other. Don't second-guess right. Let's go. All the Democrats tried to kill each other. Then the Democrats cannibalized everybody else and said, everybody needs to get in fucking line and get behind Joe Biden. Everybody did. Bernie wasn't happy about it. Joe Biden wins. That was the primary. Ah, so it did happen. I don't remember. So they had the primaries, and yeah, Joe Biden became the candidate. Niggas was shocked because Joe, Joe Biden's extremely old, and... um. That was Extremely old. That the, sad part, the sad part is that that everybody was trash. Let's not everybody was super trash. Everybody, everybody was, trash. was fucking super fucking trash. My guy wasn't trash. We didn't fuck with Kamala because we said Kamala was a cop and Kamala liked Whitey the man. Um, we didn't like Mayor Pete for some reason. I forgot. I think South Bend nigga said he was a fuck nigga. It was something wrong with everybody. Andrew Yang was Chinese. Like everybody had issue with somebody. I fuck with him personally. Was he gay and Chinese? No, no. Mayor Pete was gay. Okay, okay, all right. He is gay. Andrew, he, he wasn't. Andrew was Yang gay. was he just a, um, want everyone to have money. With that's definitely frowned upon in this outfit. This is the best and brightest that America has to offer now. That that mismatch of fucking characters. Man, we had a hell of a mismatch of motherfuckers. Man, like I don't know what they're gonna do the next time. Kanye ran. I mean, like no. God damn, Kanye ran with a Mexican. We don't, we don't know. On some ballots, Kanye was president. In the Florida ballot, was he the vice president under this Mexican dude? I don't even remember. Was, was, was it Julio that got to get the stretch? Hmm? 
Oh, what happened? Get Julio. Then Julio got to go get the stretch. Julio always running with uh, Bruno Mars. Julio, the guy, like 12 oh, different yeah, jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. You don't know Julio? I've never seen Bruno Bars. It's on all of his songs. He always got Julio doing some shit. And on the song, Julio, get the stretch. Is that the guitar player? I know he has homeboys jicking with him, but I don't know who they are. I don't know their name. The hardest. The hardest. All his swag from fucking, what's the niggas from Prince? Oh, that's Boris Day. Yeah, that nigga's Boris Day. Dude, Bird. Nah, he def. Oh, oh, the dude who does Morris Day like shows. Yeah, I know you're talking about now. Who's like, who the hardest? Who's the hardest like side band member? Like not the headliner. My vote is uh, who? Play the play. <laughs> I was talking about hype man too. Just yeah, whatever you do. I mean, but mainly I was talking about kind of like R and B. He's going stuff. I was gonna say Buzz from from uh, Maze. Nigga that uh, used to play the little shakers and the cowbell and shit. Like he plays like all the little one-off percussion shit. They kind of be making the song. And, uh, two I, two yeah. niggas stand out in my mind. The not what's Ron Isley brother? The nigga who like to wear like see-through cut-off shirts and shit. <laughs> the bass player Ernie. The Is only, it Ernie? I'm about to say the only other Isley brother that's alive. And, uh... I think that, it was a pretty that, that nigga is definitely in, in the running. <laughs> I think, I think, out of, like, my favorite sidekick out of the Jackson 5 was Marlon, because that video where he was dancing like he was zooted. Wow. Mar- that, was that was like the first time yeah. Marlon ever was even acknowledged. Yeah. But Michael always said Marlon was, was the best dance, which I think he was just being very, very nice because he was <laughs> not. You a whole ass lie, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Marlon Jackson was not the best dancer. Sidebar again. Um, Earthquake addresses that uh, on these shows. <laughs> I thought I watched that shit. This, this, this thing is like getting paid by Earthquake. Right. Sidebar, right. sidebar, sidebar. Right. This nigga said Jackson Ford just didn't roll off the tongue. But he, he basically goes into it. In fact, one of them niggas shouldn't have been in the group. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's nah, that's rude as fuck. But imagine, like, all your brothers go to practice and just got to stay at the crib. Like, <laughs> you just like, Nigga didn't have the grades. Like, we about to go to uh, Paris for a month. <laughs> got a residency and nigga got to stay in the house and go, take your ass to school. <laughs> right, nigga. Gary, hi, everybody. Gary, hi, sounds horrible. Right, that's like a horrible place. Trash. Uh, nigga, East Gary, hi, sounds uh, While we're on that subject, man, rest in peace to Joe Clark, man. Yeah, that was nice. Was that? Joe, the real Joe Clark from Eastside High. But the thing is, one of the homies was like, man, I thought Morgan Freeman had died when you said that. And I was like, that's Yeah, that's nigga, answer. that's how I feel right there. But like, <laughs> if Morgan Freeman died, what would be the movie that you would associate him with, nigga? What's like, your favorite nah, Morgan Freeman movie? Right nah. What's his name in shots? I love that nigga in Shawshank. I don't, I don't know who I, I would. I thought that's the movie I think of immediately. Man, your boy, man. You know, man. The nigga had played on. Uh, uh, the uh, nigga uh, had played on. <laughs> what's your favorite Morgan Freeman? Oh shit. I'm about to fall. Or have to, uh, lean on me. Yeah, lean on me. Or I liked him in Seven too. Seven was good. Seven, seven was good. Seven was good. How do we get here? Let's let's oh. take two steps back. It's always uh, me. Uh, uh, let's park it. After sidekick, um, sidebar side. Oh, Marlon Jackson. 
Yeah. It was something before that, though. No, but that, no, I had something to say about Marlon fucking Jackson, but fuck it. Oh, I always thought that was the nigga that sung. I always feel like somebody <laughs> watching me. Oh, that was, what's it called? His um, step song, what's the Greg Gordy song? <laughs> I think that nigga's last name is Jackson, too. Anyway, go ahead. What are we talking about? Yeah, I don't remember. Where were we? We, we, we went off for three well, Primaries and all type of shit. We got some primaries. Ah, oh, you know, yeah. we, we were talking about French. Kanye running. Running mate, that nigga. Yeah, yeah. It's right. A, yeah. Mexican dude, you know. First yeah. of all, we're not even sure that he's Mexican because you're racist. So <laughs> we just say the Hispanic. His name is like Javier Ramos. Again, again, I, know, I know, I know niggas named Javier. Like right. niggas, so it's cool. Javier. I never like. I never like the niggas that had. Don Stamos. What's his name? Is that his name from Full House? Yeah, he was Greece. He was Greece. Greek. Grecian. Greek. Okay. Greece. Well, hit hit all them. But right. We know it's not. He was grease. Well, hit hit when the liquor and the edibles kick in. Did y'all uh, niggas hear about um, Kanye um, getting sued by his gospel choir because he only giving them niggas no yes. time money? So listen, that's that's a page out Kurt Franklin book. I don't understand how you don't pay all the people that fucking I'm not cussing. Say, but like they singing they singing the praises like they they are the fucking draw. Like in Kirk Franklin and in Kanye, like it's not you like hitting fucking uh, buttons on your fucking mixer, like you know what I'm saying? Like they're the motherfuckers who do the shit. Yeah, uh, man, that, that was the fucked up thing. Uh, this will be a four hour podcast. I'm sorry, we we just posted that we've been talking for an hour and forty five minutes. Then y'all know what? The worst year ever. We're not even in the middle. We're not even. We only got to the sweet nougat yet, bitch. We, we we in the summertime. No, we we we, we good in the summer though. We already we already passed the primary. So September, huh? We in September, nigga. What we in June, September? July. Uh, what happened to June, July? We had the primaries. Niggas was running, stomping. We was hating each other in yeah, America. Yeah. Having um. Did Black Lives Matter? I know we Black Lives that Matter. That was all summer. Can we talk about that? Because that was the biggest yeah. shit. We just talked about racism, dude. We just talked about racism and protesting. All the Black Lives Matter, y'all just talking about the shit. We, t- I'm talking about fucking yellow paint in D.C. That was the first street. Talk your shit, then, King. Talk your shit, King. Niggas' dicks got hard, and then they start doing it in every other fucking city. Mine got niggas, soft. I hated it. You got low Are tea? you regularly hard? I told you, low low chef. He got uh, he big tea. He hot tea. Hot tea chef. Don't worry about my tea. But no nigga like <coughs> riots happened during the summer. Black Lives Matter. That was a big thing. Like yeah. cities were rioting for months, nigga. Like I think didn't Minnesota never stop rioting? They, like, were, they, 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 they was real. They never stopped. There was Black I mean, Lives Matter on soccer on European soccer players' jerseys and stuff. Like it was oh, the global. Because the they did that shit. Like that. Right, Man, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about the bubble instead. Right. No, I mean, because they had Black Lives Matter all over the, the black, basketball. Black what? New Jersey. Black Lives? You heard, you heard what I said. Lives. Um, but no, but no, that shit was crazy because niggas were fucking burning this bitch down and looping their fucking face off. And niggas all in Lennox Mall getting Gucci's and, and uh, Baltimore and all the black cities. Like, mm-hmm. niggas getting loose. And like... A lot of those cities, like, the fucking police was just like, well, fuck it. Uh, we just gonna turn back around because niggas started, niggas was shooting at the police. Niggas was fucking, 
by trying to fuck the police up. Now, a little bit of that was Antifa. We can't take all the fucking okay. credit because a lot of that was just Black Lives Matter and Antifa around that bitch. Don't, don't say it again. Or the neighbor going to show up, bro. Right. I mean, that was... I mean, that was really big. Like, nigga, it was rioting for months in the summer. Like, yeah, nigga, I remember. Like, every day, it was riots. Oh, and we had fireworks for 90 days. That's what I was oh, getting into. fireworks. <laughs> we never got it. That's what, that's what triggered it was the fireworks. <laughs> that, that shit was going on <laughs> all day, every day. Like, nigga, from the fucking, nigga, 1st of July, nigga, July, August, to the 1st of September, like, nigga, that shit was just going off in every city. Like, nigga. And but people, only in the hood, though. There's a lot of conspiracy theories behind it, man. Um, it was only, like, in primarily black communities. Because I never noticed it until I went to the black community over here. And I'd be like, it'd be like fucking nine in the, in the evening. I'm like, what the fuck is fireworks going off? It's June. It was. And it was like, oh, this happened every day. But black people really never needed a special occasion to light off from firecrackers, though. If no, they'd be in soul. Regular. If they being sold, black people won't get them. I about to say, like, if you could get them on a fucking uh, May 13th at the corner store, niggas would like fireworks. All the time. The niggas was saying was they would just niggas would just find pallets of fireworks on the corner. It, like, it would take me signs. We didn't talk about the uh, uprising of the hoteps and the wokes. So, yeah, I mean, they had videos of... You know, they had the police leaving bricks in the communities. Uh, they were saying that fireworks were always, like, a tactic in the past or, like, loud noises to keep riders awake at night so that they lost their energy. So, yeah, we had, we had a lot of that. Fun times, man. So that's what happened in the summer. Uh, okay. The summer was long as fuck. It was really just a long period of time where we did that shit. It was like, this shit needs to stop. Can we talk about how niggas started losing? I mean, because I think around it's, it's this is when people really start their mental start to, to kind of like suck the fuck up, and this is hold on, oh, and this went along with other things like I mean, shit, how you were able to deal in your house, a lot of like there's an increase in divorces and separations and shit, like a lot of yeah. bullshit that like came came along with all that shit, all that unraveling. It's like you either had a divorce or a baby, like right, but there wasn't a baby born this year. That's the ill oh. part. It, was, it wasn't. Uh, amongst our community, it is we know mad motherfuckers who got COVID babies. The homies had babies. I'm talking about in terms of the United States, as far as like there wasn't. A, I think there was expected to be a baby boom because people be in the house, but there wasn't. Well, yeah, I mean, we still lost what a quarter million people. So <laughs> people that may have otherwise had children. I'll fuck it up too. But um, so that it was around this point where OnlyFans made uh, a yeah. um only at the crib. That, right, so at this point, like, alright, the strippers ain't stripping, the trickers ain't tricking, niggas at home with the same, you know, <laughs> fishing out the same pond for the, for the last four or five months. Let's see what's popping. So, you know what? Somebody was like, hey, let's get this OnlyFans popping. So all your strippers, all your, your trick mamas and trick daddies <clears> was like, hey, you give me nine ninety nine a month, I'll show you a little something, something. And like, it started a whole new uh, line of line of uh, what's a revenue stream for a lot of people. So yeah, some of these heifers buying house. whole houses off the backs of OnlyFans. I can't hate. I know a few that went ahead and, and, and took that to that dive into the OnlyFans pond, and hey, looks like it's worked out for them. Would you live in an OnlyFans house? Like, would no. you live? Would you live under OnlyFans roof? Like, if you knew that the money, it just seemed kind of weird that 
I live under OnlyFans roof, like virtual pussy paid for the roof of my head. First of all, nigga, no. If that's what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, I couldn't wait to ride in the virtual pussy play. Like, nigga, listen. (laughs) Virtual pussy trips, virtual pussy. I I, I wish more more motherfuckers would uh, get on it. It's it's just a smarter way to live. Like, if a nigga, if niggas think you look good (laughs) and you don't mind busting it open, and a lot, a lot of times they're not even busting it open no more. They give you a little cheek, a little titty shot, a little, you know, yeah. a little Cleveland. That's all they do. And, you know, it's worth to a lot of niggas $10. Some niggas in the toes. Like, you can yeah. have your whole foot fetish page fucking stepping on mangoes, bullshit. And getting $20 squishing eggs with your feet. Bitch, I'm Listen, <coughs> if, I, if, my feet, if my toes was pretty, bitch, I might paint these fucking nails and squish on some eggs, nigga. <laughs> That's $1,000 a month, bitch. Fuck. Can we get a pimp on the show to talk about the impact of COVID-19 and OnlyFans on the... How it has affected pimping? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure pimping... Because they don't I, even got to give up the pussy good. They just got to show pictures of the eggs. <laughs> like, don't even... The game... What, what pimps are you? And happy birthday, pimps. I think birthday was the other day. Uh, the game ain't... What, the, Pimpin ain't dead, it just moved to the internet. That's what Pepsi said before he died. And that was way before all yeah. fans. Well, just think. I'm rest in peace, Pimp C, man. Um but yeah, just like I said, like fucking uh debit cards had to kill like the homeless game. Like niggas ain't even got changed no more. You know what I'm saying? Like <coughs> I ain't even alive, like I ain't got no cash on me. You know what I'm saying? Like my bad. That's no coin short. Yeah. Yeah. No. You think they'd at least have like a little square dongle or something? Like, nah, if a money. homeless motherfucker give you his phone to swipe your <laughs> card, like, you ain't getting no money. <laughs> oh, that shit, that shit so I, saw, I saw a homeless dude the other day. He had a cart of some sort. I don't, I don't recall if it was a shopping cart or not. But the motherfucker had the shit kind of hooked up sweet. Like, he had his belongings in it, but he also had, had like, a grill hooked up to that shit. And, like, I was stopped. At the light, and he crossed over in front of me. I was like, "Damn, that shit is pretty fucking sweet." And then, it, like, all kind of shit went through my head. I'm like, "So is that just like his food? Like, he just got his shit smoking?" Or like, is this nigga about to set up somewhere trying to sell something with you at the camp? Like, how does that shit work? He about to go sell food to other homeless people? I don't think it's gonna right. work out. That's a good hustle, though. That's no, a, yeah. no. Alright, because everybody, listen, everybody get behind that nigga, he get a crib. Like, nah. hey, dog, remember I buy the real sandwiches from you, nigga? <laughs> nah, nigga's like, look, I need $5 to buy a pack of, pack of weenies. I'm about to go under the bridge, sell them shit for fucking $2. Piece, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, I got you, nigga. Let me go to this Walmart, nigga. Right. I got you. So then I was just like, damn. Where this nigga grill from? Like, how long this shit been smoking? Because he nigga had a nice little smoke going on and everything. Like, that nigga shit was that temp. Had a nice little smoke going. Oh yeah. man. Oh yeah. September, October, yeah. Come on, chef. September. So going. So well, shit going into the fucking election. I think that's the the next big thing. Um, I guess we could hit on sports. Like we talked about sports to agree. We had they had the. The NBA championship was moved to um, September time frame uh, because of the, the, the season temporarily being postponed. So I think, what, one fucking Lakers? I think we talked about it being like a, a asterisk sort of. Uh, I, I would say asterisk is just hollow. Hollow. How are y'all pronouncing that word? Uh, hollow. Hollow. No, no, the word. 
Go ahead, man. It's an asterisk. Well, I definitely say asterisk. I said asterisk. I don't know how that should go. It don't matter. You you want the er on it? Is that what it is? You want the asterisk? Yeah, asterisk. I ain't giving the er. Fuck. Ain't nobody got time for the er. I put an S in. Asterisk. No, I thought I thought I thought I heard an X. No, you can say asterisk. Oh no, Chef gave you an X. He gave you an X on the asterisk. I thought he gave you an X. Now that they're trying to change it. No, it's asterisk. Yep. Right, we yeah. know after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It don't matter. Um, Mishmash. So, so yeah, they had they did that shit. Um, then uh, <clears throat> next was football season started off. Football season was smooth, and football season is still going smooth. I know we talked about our fancy shit pre-production, but. Football, it was just like, fuck y'all. I mean, if y'all get that shit, y'all just gonna have to get that shit, bitch. And we're gonna keep this train rolling. <laughs> we're gonna put you on this bread. list. And when you get better, come on back. <laughs> but if, but if you're not better, just don't come back. Stay where you at. <laughs> that was the plan. It worked. Shit. I'm, I'm, amazingly enough, like, they just railroaded through that shit. You it's, what you, shit happen it's what you expect way. from a room full of country ass billionaires, white billionaires. Absolutely. Led by Jerry Jones. <laughs> shit went off without a and kick. the country is white as <laughs> right. So we had a we saw the shit that Booger said about Dwayne Haskins, right? You know what the game said. Oh, you want to talk about it? We're a little late no. in the podcast to bring that up, goddamn. No, we ain't got to talk about it because he still that nigga doubled down, so we still talk about that but nigga you, later. You done brought it up, and now niggas on the podcast that are listening, like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? No, it was just like the, whole, the whole Booger uh, McFarland talking about how, um, speaking about Dwayne Haskins, but saying how. Black athletes have a problem focusing on their brand instead of being team players and like, focusing on their craft and things <clears> like that. So Dwayne Haskins is who and what he do? Dwayne Haskins um, was a former quarterback for the uh, Washington uh, football team. He was cut this week, um, probably partially because of performance, major- more so because of performance, but he was also the week prior found in a photograph um, at a strip club without a mask on. Which I take issue with in general because I really don't think y'all these motherfuckers just taking pictures of everything they got to do and where they at. That's the sickest shit. I, they need to dead that shit in 2022. But in 2022, because they ain't gonna do it next year. But they need to do it by 2022. And you took issue with Boomer's comments because <clears throat> I took issue with his comments because he was targeting black men instead of the black man who was fucking up. And then he, I mean, he because the way he, he did it was he said it was black cited specifically. Um. Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, I get it because, I mean, I guess they went to LSU and shit. But he called out Jamarcus Russell uh, for being a fuck up. But in general, it's still that one nigga. Like, but he tried to put that sin on all black men in the league when black people in the NFL make up 70% of the league. So that's what I took issue with, just the broad generalization. I, and I, I know we discussed it with I said it was lazy because it was. I mean, you don't need to talk about that nigga. Don't talk about all niggas. Oh. And, and Booger is black or white. Black. Is black, black as fuck. <clears throat> so, do you feel that what he said was true? If it wasn't a generalization, there are there is a portion of the NFL community that does act that way. <clears throat> That's not what he said, but I agree with that. Yeah, I didn't say he said that. I asked you <laughs> if you would agree. If, if you would have been good with it, if you would have been good with it, if you'd have been more specific. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you don't feel what he said was inaccurate? If he's speaking to. Not he's not if he's speaking in not not he's not speaking in broad generalizations. Yeah, okay. all right. That was my issue. Otherwise, I mean, I think it's a pretty straight up 
comment. Like, I think it's honest. But the thing is... No, a lot of people didn't feel it was honest. A lot of people felt like he was shitting on black people. Yeah, because he just said all niggas white. (laughs) The way way he worded it was inappropriate. Like, it might not have been his intent, but that shit don't matter. That's what you said. And then he doubled down today. So he's like, no, 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 no. I mean that shit. Like, he didn't try to clean it up or nothing. No, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I mean, I double down too. I mean, if that's what he's saying, and he's just making a generalization based on a subset of the population, 20, 30, 40, 50%, whatever it is. And he's basically making a generalization, but he's speaking to if the shoe fits, wear it type of situation. Then, I mean, I agree with him. Like, I don't have a problem with anything that he said. I mean, yeah, would we have liked him to have sat down for 45 minutes and iron out and specifically who he's talking to? Great. But this is a country-ass motherfucker from who knows where. He's not about to do that. And he only has two minutes to speak on it. And that's what they're talking about. So he made his statement. Motherfuckers get all up in arms because, yeah, well, he, yeah, he ain't talking about me. And he ain't this nigga. And what about this nigga? Like, no, you know, we don't have time to do a, a seventh-layer conversation on an ESPN segment. It's just... That time's not there. Then everybody gets pissed off and it's like, oh, well, he's trash anyway. People will say Boomer sucks and needs to be fired anyway because he's shitting on black men. But it's like you just shat on Boomer, Booger, Booger, whatever the fuck his name is. Probably when Bo- when Booger shot. <laughs> Why the fuck I call this nigga Boomer? Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> better than Booger. You know what I'm saying? That nigga name is Booger. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas are shitting on Booger like the year before. Like, every, it was cool to shit on Booger when people wanted Booger fired. But now that people don't like what Booger said. And I was like, oh, we need to lift each other up, King. It's like, all right, which one is it? Whatever. Like the, minute, like the social media way. Yeah. People want to be contrarians and just go with the flow on some other shit. But, yeah. I think Booger's always been full of shit. I've never been a fan of his. Like, he's that, always... That's a generalization. That's a generalization. No, it, I said the majority of the things he says, he's full of shit. I mean... That's that. a generalization. You don't even... Are you, do you have any sort of factual validation? I no. I, I've been listening to Booger since he was on Mike and Mike is a regular. It's consistently like the I don't fuck with niggas. And that's fine. That's him. But I ain't got to hear it. He's like... He's, he's Whitlock Light. He's always been there. Uh, I don't think he's Whitlock Light. Nobody is Whitlock. Whitlock, Whitlock is out there. Whitlock says some shit that I just feel like he's trolling. I think Booger is just a rich black Booger man now. He's just a little bit far from the reservation. But Booger has never said anything that's offended me. Willock has said some shit that'll make me cringe. Like, bitch, you don't even believe that. That's why he's like. All right. What month we in? We're still in September. Uh, We in in, uh, November. We we towards the end of the year. They had the election. Yeah, boy. Keep. (laughs) Joe Biden um, won and became the 40th. He'll be inaugurated as the 46th president uh, in in January, on January 20th. So I think everybody was felt good about it to in varying degrees. Um, <laughs> I don't think good. I think niggas were just relieved. They felt better. Like, I don't think niggas even. I don't think anybody even knows what this nigga's plan is. What he plans to fucking do. Uh, I don't even think niggas really fuck with that nigga. But I think they just relieved that Trump didn't win. Yeah. The little recording I'm talking to all the, the congressional black caucus folks. Like, yeah, you get your greasy ass mouth ass out. Like niggas going bad. I don't know how real it was. No one said it was. Re- did they or was it that ever disputed like it wasn't real or something? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So there was a video that was <laughs> recording swirling around of him talking to the Congressional Black Caucus, um, basically asking for what to be done for black folks. And Joe was telling me where he's like, man, y'all niggas are just very happy I'm here or whatever. Or, you know, kind of just played it off. It was it was pretty rough in terms of how he was communicating. Um, but that came out like a couple ago. 
Oh, okay. I didn't come out with the, the, the quote-unquote hot mic and all of that shit, man. Fuck, yeah, fuck yeah. all of that shit, okay? And they both right, goddamn. I mean, shit. What What is he going to do for, for black people? I mean, it's a question, but you're a little too late. Y'all done elected this motherfucker now. You can't. Nothing, bitch. Like, there's nothing you can do now. He won. He got your fucking vote. You know what I'm saying? You need to turn around and ask them, bitch. You the Congressional Black Caucus. What the fuck have you done? Like, I mean. Party enough in fucking D.C. <laughs> right, right. CBC, we be a motherfucker, boy, but they know how to throw a fucking party. But what have y'all done, man? I mean, but that shit was just, for, you know, dog and pony shit. Lights and mirrors. All of it. I mean, that's another thing I like. So, <laughs> you know, fun, fun times. But, you know, he, he's the president. There was a whole um, backlash in terms of there being uh, lawsuits about the, and kind of trying to say that the election was fake and things of that nature. Um, so that was big news for a few months, but in general, it was often not, um, the election will be certified next month. So, you know, so, that, and then, so towards the end of the year, after all that, got a COVID vaccine that was created by a couple of companies and folks are starting to take it. I know we have some folks that listen to the podcast who've gotten the vaccine. Wouldn't mind having you on the um, podcast to talk about it. But, um, uh, that's the last thing we were pretty much talked about, like the validity of taking the vaccine later and things like that. But people starting to take it um, is going well. I haven't heard anything crazy um, at this point. So that's what we are for the year. Thank um, you, Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Jesus, for being. I mean, it's, it's the 31st right. right now. It's midnight. Made the um, New Year's Eve. Very happy, personally. I mean, this is there's been a lot of shit going on. Oh, that, that just threw me off. Don't no, let your guards down, dude. Right. I'm, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you better chill out. I'm gonna wash. I'm gonna wash all these clothes. So I don't wash nobody out the family. Right. I make these goddamn black eyed peas and greens. For some reason, there are people out here that think just because the fucking calendar changes that this shit is gonna be straight. That is not the case. Not. Hey, J. Joe, did you uh, give you an annual reminder to soak your? That will be tomorrow. But you'll probably be listening to this tomorrow for what does what he's supposed to do. But so if you listen to this tomorrow early, hopefully you are soaking your beans. All the hints. If you listen to this tomorrow, hopefully early, right. hopefully before right. noon. Yeah. <laughs> and our name drops. So right. You know, if you don't, who's fault is Should be available before 1130 a.m. Eastern time, but, you know, who's counting? Hope, hopefully you, you play the uh, stimulus check song as the intro song, but we'll see what, what you pull out. You know. I'll, I'll talk to the intern and see what we can, see what we can drum up. All right. Cool. But you don't have to take their word for it. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the With All Due Respects. With all due respect, um, supposed to be doing running again for Michelle two, <laughs> two of your best moments of the year and two lessons learned. Two of my best moments of the year and two lessons learned. Um the the main thing that I got out of this year, which was really a big deal for me, because a lot of times I just always be doing stuff like that kind of bears itself out on the podcast um, where I'm talking about what kind of project or whatever I had going on. So this 
uh, year and this season that we're in, it really forced me to kind of like sit down and just kind of chill and allow me to take in some stuff and see things from a different perspective um, than what I had previously looked at it. So I know that's one, but that's kind of the main thing. And it, that kind of branches out into other stuff. And then so the main thing about lessons learned is that a lot of people, they kind of just have a one-track mind, like, for bullshit, in a sense. <laughs> and it's like, people, uh, you know, we're in a pandemic. People have lost loved ones. They've lost their homes, lost their jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Like, people are trying to make it. But then you still have, like, a certain group of people that are just, like, speeding full speed ahead towards a bunch of bullshit. Like, oh, if you didn't start three businesses and get a new passport this year, you was bullshit. Like, nah, man. Like, everybody got a lot of shit going on. And, you know, in the words of the late great Tupac, I'm going to say it's all about you, but you know I'm lying, don't you? So, like, you can't force and or project your shit off onto other people. And what's ironic about that shit is, I would venture to say the majority of those people ain't got shit going on either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure we'll talk about it. be like fake, quote unquote, jewels and like fake deep shit or whatever. And so I just really learned that people are not, I mean, I always knew that people weren't who they said they are, but just kind of being able to observe from like this quiet, um, viewpoint and just noticing how people are really moving around when ain't shit else moving at the same time. It's uh, been pretty interesting. But with that said, um, you know, I've been pushing this thing about finishing the year out strong and at various points throughout the year, like trying to uh, provide a word of encouragement to people or what have you. So, you know, now 2021 is here. By the time you guys uh, probably hear this, you know, we'll be barreling towards 2021. And, you know, hopefully we can use this past year as a springboard um, because we now know how much uh, more resilient we are than we thought we were. So uh, let's just, you know, carry whatever positive momentum that you may have forward with all due respect. With all due, with all due respect, as far as like lessons I learned, it's a couple of them. Because of how much death we saw throughout the year and how it got, it was close to our family, it was far from our family, it was on TV, it was everywhere. It made, made it very clear to me. It's something I kind of always believed for a while, but the importance of being present. So I've retuned my brain in terms of how I think. I don't like to think too, too far ahead. I think it's important to think in the, think for the future as far from a planning perspective. But as far as like the mundane or, the, or certain things that you need to do months down the line, I, that doesn't bother me anymore. I try to focus more on, on the day making it through the day, being, having a good day, um, being healthy that day, making sure I ate right and, and do all of those things for that day. Um, and just kind of living in that, in that, in that window, um, because it's less stressful. Um, and, and a lot of times if we over plan, I mean, we make plans and God laughs at them. Like a lot of things that I expected to do this year or had plans on, on, on doing this year didn't happen and for varying degrees, but it is what it is. There's nothing that you that one could dwell on, and that's and I've gotten better about that. I've gotten in terms of, of a lot of the rigid thoughts I have. I mean, I'm pretty rigid in terms of how I think. 
I know that, but I learned the importance of being flexible and being fine with rolling with the punches because shit does happen. <clears throat> but as far as the good things, kind of leads into that. Me losing my job was probably the best thing that could have happened to me in years and years. It was a blessing in disguise. Like, it, it did a few things. Um, it, it made me understand my value in terms of as, from a, as an employer, as an asset to a company. Um, I was able to take on a job and get like a 30% raise, which is nothing I would have ever expected because I didn't I didn't understand my value as in terms of what I could do. I mean, got into the market and realized, oh, shit, I'm a pretty smart nigga. Um, I should probably get more money. And then people, other companies saying, yeah, you should. Like, that made that made all the difference. I mean, and it was, this is the opportunity to be able to help my family. It's going to improve things for us, and it's going to make shit easier. So that's a, that's a blessing. Um, and the other great thing, I mean, is being around your family a lot. Some people... Like, well, I don't fuck with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I realized I was fine with it. Like, I enjoy being around my family. It's it's something that I I learned I, I to appreciate because you don't really get the opportunity if you like kind of caught up in work in the in the day to day in terms of what you do. So that was that's been a great opportunity. So um, that's why I gather from here with all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, um, we're doing two things that make you happy two things that you learn uh so the first thing uh it's gonna be a one and one uh i realized that you miss uh well the great wayne gretzky you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take right so uh in this pandemic you've seen like people pivoting uh either because they've had time to focus on passion products uh passion projects that ended up being products. Uh, we had uh, Mike on last week talking about his uh, sauces and his um, seasonings, and uh, I've tried it, and them shit's uh, cracking. So if you haven't ordered it, try to see if you can still get some. We're going to get us a little link for the new year, so y'all try that shit out. But, um, but not just that. I got friends doing candles, friends doing all types of uh, just different shit. Because you had time to, and you know, sometimes uh, necessity breeds invention. Some people needed an, an extra uh, revenue stream, so um, that was always that's that's been cool. Um, and with that being said, one of the highlights was me really getting into like my DJ. Um, you know, it was COVID time. I think D Nice had just went ahead and got his shit off, and I was like, "Fuck it, it's my birthday." I'm drunk. I'm going live, and you know my sound was trash, but I had a great time. It was my birthday. I was drunk. I take it from my house to my homegirl's house. I always talking about the fucking quarantine house, and the name DJ DJ COVID was born, uh, which is now my DJ name is DJ. Uh, my name is not DJ COVID. DJ name as of right now. Um, but yeah, so so that was cool. Uh, and another thing that I learned was that. Man, life is short. I'm saying um, tomorrow's not promised. So you kind of what Chef was saying. You have to live in the now and love the people that you love. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta let them know that shit. Um, I lost my grandmother this year. Uh, my homeboy he lost his father, which was you know a big loss for me too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, people people lost pets. Oh, shit, I probably know five different people that, that have uh, pet has passed. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's one one lesson that I learned is that, like, man, you know, 
what who you think might be there tomorrow might not be there tomorrow. And I mean, we can go on and on over the people that we've lost in 2020. Uh, you know, friends, family, famous people. Um, so you just need to always keep that in mind and just kind of keep that same energy that like love who you love, love them hard, love them fast, let them know. And I think uh, if I have to say something happy this year, another thing that was happy is this podcast. Like, We've um, definitely grown our listener base, and you know we get like like a lot more interaction, um, and it, we're just growing. You know, we do this for us, but we also do it for y'all. So when the energy is reciprocated, and you know we get a phone call like "nigga, that shit was funny," or a text that was funny, you know, chef, you said chef, Bill like Alicia Keys, I got that text message yesterday. Um, just a little shit like that. He's not though. It's just his. Uh, shapewear um but what i'm saying is that like y'all yeah this shit makes me happy you know what i'm saying like in the pandemic we always tell y'all this shit is like therapy for us like you know i get off the shit people tell me it makes them happy it, it helps them get through hard times like that shit you know that's that's what motivates us because it's just not easy and you know we all have different personalities and sometimes we want to do it sometimes we don't want to do it and fucking life happens you know what i'm saying i I was home. I was not home. I was here during Christmas. Uh, I know we talked about how Wood said I was giving niggas the week off, but fuck, I wanted to fuck that nigga. I was <laughs> home alone, nigga. I'm, I'm calling these niggas like, damn, y'all, we pied today. They were like, fuck no, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? But to me, like, it, it's enjoyable for me. And sometimes I feel like it, sometimes I don't. And that's for everybody on the podcast. So it's just, um, this just growing. Um, I just and I just fuck with it and I fuck with y'all, man. With all due respect. With all due respect, just the one thing I like, and that's definitely to echo uh, J. Joe's uh, sentiments, was the the reciprocation of love for people that listen to the podcast, especially people we didn't even know listen to the podcast. Like, damn, I didn't even know you listened, and they start calling out episodes. And remember when you said such and such and such and such? And I'm like, that might have been ten episodes ago, and I was fried, so I have no idea that I said that. But like, people remember moments of the show. And, you know, those personalities also carry over into our regular lives. You know what I'm saying? We go out somewhere to, like, like be out there or something. It's like, hey, you know, you such and such. You on the, uh, the, the podcast or whatever. Like, I don't really even know you real good. You know what I'm saying? But just the fact that people appreciate what we do. Because, really, this started off. I'm not going to say it was a dare. It was just motherfuckers who knew us that y'all should bottle this shit up and make a podcast. And three-something-odd years later we're still podcasting man it was never engineered it was never built to be something that we wanted to impact the world or impact individual people we really just wanted to get on a show talk our shit and if people fuck with us they fuck with us if they don't they don't but now it's a product where it's like hey man we got a podcast because people actually listen to this shit this helps people get through and stuff like that so the show is growing like J. Joe said it's definitely reaching people and it's reaching people in different ways it's not just we just get on here and party and bullshit um there are many ways that the show reaches people and you know we we really appreciate that continue with the feedback absolutely another thing i like in that same vein was just understanding who your village is i mean we've gone through a lot of shit this year and not only us, but our children, if you have children or your nephews and your nieces and your extended family, these kids have, I mean, because the kids don't really understand it, really. But they're going through it just like us, right? And when you are a parent and you know that you got a man to fuck up or you got a woman to fuck up, but your kid doesn't 
know that. They don't know that experience, right? So when it's their birthday and mommy and daddy got to go tell them kids that we're not doing anything for your birthday. Like we're not having a skate party. We're not having a pizza party. We're not doing that. Like that is as a parent, like like that pulls at the heartstrings, right? Because it's a helpless feeling because it's not a money issue. It's not like I don't have the money and I go find the money or I don't have the time and I go find the time. Like we couldn't do anything and our kids were devastated, right? Like, it's my fifth birthday, it's my sixth birthday, whatever. And, like, these kids were crushed that they couldn't, like, go see their friends or have a pizza party or take cupcakes to school. And you know, like, the days before when you tried to, like, explain that to them, they weren't having that shit, right? And that, to me as a parent, like, that was eating me up. Like, damn, and my baby girl is social. Like, damn, I'm not going to be able to, like, do anything, you know, that's going to, like, make her happy. But when you see those people roll through, like, the people that you fuck with, when they rolled through in those birthday caravans and they got the windows down and they playing music and they're taking pictures and shouting your kid's name and their faces light up, that's when you know who's in your village, right? And people that are remotely, they're joining Zoom calls, you know, stuff like that to just wish your children happy birthday, stuff like that. That's when you start to, you know, you feel happy because you know some of us some of us are in good situations like we got money we're in good situations so we never need anybody but this was a situation where it was like no matter what job you do or how many followers you have or how much money you had everybody needed help everybody needed that from each other and just to see that everybody got to get some value out of this man it kind of um provided some perspective on who your friends are and that goes into the things that you learn um one of the things that i learned um i i relatively have a small circle anyway i mean I think everybody says that. I don't think anybody says I got a big ass circle. But um, even then, you start to understand the people in your life that add value without having to trade or reciprocate something back, right? Not to say being a freeloader, but you know who got you, right? Like those people that you used to kick it with when you used to go to the bar or whatever every week or something like that. You might not see them because we're in a pandemic. That's not a part of your life for a year. But they don't check on you or nothing like that. You feel me? Like that relationship is different. It's it's rooted in something else. You know what I'm saying? But when we got into the to the quarantine and we got into COVID nineteen, we began to see the people who got us, the people that we need, the people that we need to converse with, or people where we just want to reach out and hear their voice. You got to you got to see that live and in color. You feel me? Like who takes care? You know who looks out for my baby girl? Who looks out for my son? You know what I'm saying? Who's like, who's a good neighbor? Like you got to like see that live and in person, man. So we got to see, we got to understand a lot of the value that other people bring to our lives. You know what I'm saying? That was definitely something that I learned. And it's not to change my circle or anything like that. But there are people that are praying for you and people that got your back and people that are looking out for you that you may not even have realized until we got to COVID. And it's like, damn, like this motherfucker kind of got me. Like they check on me and stuff like that. That's definitely one thing that i learned and the other the last thing that i learned was getting back to basics um a lot of the polish and a lot of the sweet shit that we do you know in any other type of situation where we don't we're not quarantined or we're not you know put in a house or something like that and we can't really we don't have a lot of room to move you know what i'm saying we can't do a lot of the sweet shit that we do for the i for the gram you know we're jet setting here we're jet setting there a lot of the window dressing that people do to like make their lives better or to like, you know, mask those, you know, vices to mask their feelings and getting through their depressions, all of this. A lot of those, you know, those little extra things that we used to do when the world was open, we can mask a lot of those things. But COVID-19 
forced us to get back to basics. We had to have a lot of those hard conversations we should have had a long time ago that we didn't have until you were face to face with it. I mean, Chef already talked about the amount of divorces and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people probably should have been divorced and they probably should have been divorced earlier than that. But they weren't forced to have those those tough conversations, you feel me? Because, I mean, fuck it, I just, I just go to the DR or something like that. It's all right, you know what I'm saying? I'll be straight. I'll go kick it with the niggas, you know what I'm saying? And I'll be all right. And you just keep kicking the can down the road. You never have to have the tough conversation. Um, COVID is not necessarily causing people to get divorced and causing people to split or causing people to do all of these things. COVID is accelerating the things that probably, that probably were going to happen anyway. But it was good that people were able to have those conversations and get back to basics. I need to save money. I need to start a business. I need to love my fucking family. Shit, I ain't seen these motherfuckers in six months because I was ripping and running so much. But now it's in your face. You know what I'm saying? You got to deal with it. A lot of people, COVID was the worst thing that could have happened to them. But for a lot of other people, COVID was the best thing that could have happened to them. You know what I'm saying? That was all because we were forced to get back to basics. And I don't want the changing of this year or just turning the clock or turning the page on the calendar to take that away. This thing's not over. The quarantine's not over. The issues you had before COVID that you created in COVID are going to still be there after COVID. You know what I'm saying? So don't don't throw all the things that we've learned and all the things that we've experienced in the trash just because the new year changed. Because at the end of the day, we're still going to need each other. We're still going to need to help each other get through this for this last mile with all due respect.